All right, and we're live, baby. So, hey, we're just coming here live, having a good day on a Saturday. Got a couple things to talk about with Kev. We're talking about dreams right now, so figured just let it rip, let Kev talk about his dreams. So go ahead. Yeah, I was telling Trevor about the uh, one of these dreams I had. He's like, oh, let's just start recording. So uh, we're going to get into it now. So, yeah, I uh, I had a dream. It was like a, probably a year, year and a half ago where mm -hmm. I was choking this dude out. <laughs> and like, it, bro, I don't I didn't know who this dude was. I didn't know like what led up to it, like why I was doing it. But I remember fucking choking this cat. <laughs> like and just was he like I, laying down or you had him? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like on his back and I'm like on top of him. No, not like I'm fucking <laughs> no, he's like on his back and I'm just like on top of him. Fucking like it was so bad, dude. I was like yelling at him to shut up. I just wanted him to die already. <laughs> like, I don't even know why I did it, dude. I just knew that I had to fucking choke this cat. That's it's so weird. And it like, was where like, did that where did that come from? I don't know, man. I don't know if it was like something in my subconscious mind. Like, I don't recall thinking about needing to kill someone, you know, earlier that day. It was just yeah. like I fucking was there in a dream. And it's like so stupid with dreams, too, because like you'll be in those weird ass situations. And you don't think like, oh, this is fucking weird. <laughs> you yeah, know what no, I'm saying? You're, you're living out the whole dream without stopping to realize like what the hell's happening, actually. Yeah, like if there was a dude somehow here, you remember it the next morning. Yeah, it's like if there was a dude here on the ground that I was choking out, I'd be like, What the fuck am I doing? Like, why? You know? <laughs> no, man, that's what uh I've been listening to Jordan Peterson biblical series, and he's been talking. If if you haven't watched that for all the uh non-believers, atheists, all them out there. I, I implore you to check out the first episode because he really dives into what God actually is in the Bible. And he doesn't just talk about like, here's a Bible. You should read this. He talks about the stories and shit. So that first episode, if you don't believe in God, I have a strong feeling by the end of it, you will. Um, but he was talking about how, like, what is a dream? If there's no God, what is a dream? Like we're, we're asleep. We're not thinking about anything. Like where do these thoughts come from? Where does it, who plants it in our brain? How are we still able to think about it and remember it? Some people can like the vivid dream. Like, what is it? Uh, oh, like lucid dreams. Lucid dreams where like you're literally walking around and can control the dream. That, that's insane. Where's that coming from? Uh, bro, <laughs> like, I've tried to do that. I heard like what you can do is like write a mark on your hand, right? And then like every hour, let's say you just check that mark. And the logic is when you're in a dream, you would check for that mark, realize it's not there, and then kind of know that you're in a dream, like Inception almost. Oh, that's a great movie. Great movie. Oh, dude. I actually, I had a dream that I tried DMT, would you believe? Oh, and I, for I'll those there one day. For y'all who don't know, DMT is the chemical that gets released when you dream and when you die, right? And so I'm having this dream where my friend, he gives me like, they were like edibles, like chocolates, bro. Like Reese's peanut butter cups or something. He gives me, way. yeah, he gives me two, and I don't feel anything. And then he gives me two more, and I remember sitting back, and I got one bite in, and I could kind of feel like something was about to happen, and I take, I chew it one more time, bro. Like I'm talking like, okay, something's gonna happen. <laughs> and the second chew, bro, I fucking shoot off like a rocket. Like, how do I describe it? It felt like I was, um, like in a cannonball or something, bro. Like oh. I was like a fucking football and someone just kicked a field goal with my ass, bro. Bonk. Yeah. And, and I remember seeing, 
Yeah, and I saw a bunch of like you see in Star Wars where they go like warp speed and the stars get kind of like shiny yeah. like that. It looked like that mixed with the colors of Avatar because I just watched that the night before. Like oh. the kind of blue and purple and green. Yeah. And I did that and I fucking woke up. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened, dude? Like I'm still I it made me not want to try DMT. Do like you, do you write do you write it down or you just remember these? Mm-mm, I should have I should start mm-hmm. writing it down, man. I really fucking should, but mm-hmm. no, nah, I started writing them down. Just you, because, yeah, you yeah, because like I would have I would have forgot. Yeah, no, my notebook all messed up, pages ripped ripped out and shit. Oh shit. Well used, bro. I just yeah, I just throw it on my bed and then when I wake up, just scribble. Like, look at this. Like it's it's like lines on top of lines. Like I have to wake up and then read through my lines. <laughs> There's like, two I, sentences on top of each other. Like, yeah, because you're quick to forget shit like that. All right. Oh yeah. Especially dreaming. And like I was saying, what is that? We don't know what is I don't know how we can't tap into a dream really unless we're sleeping. Like we can't live. I mean, I guess you could. I'm I'm not the creative person, so I I've been talking to my mom a little bit about that, and I think that's why I smoke smoke weed like once a night because I'm I've never been the type of person to like picture. Like I can't draw, I can't do oh, any yeah, art. I'm not I'm not that creative type of person where I could put a a logical reasoning or explanation, whatever it is, a logical scenario into a picture. But on when I'm smoking, I can. I don't know. Don't like know what that does. I don't know when how. You're smoking? Not drawing, no. But like even dream, like I can, I can picture better when I'm smoke or when I'm high. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I, could, I, I could, Yeah. Like I can't draw either, but like I'm, a, I'm a lot better with my words. You know, like I feel like I could describe a dream pretty well. Yeah. But it's like, how am I supposed to draw something so abstract? Yeah, that's I don't know how I really I don't know how artists do it. That's why I, I love paintings and I will yeah. have paintings in my house when I grow old. I, it's like a language I don't speak, bro. Like I fucking I tried to when I was out in Colorado, I tried to draw my sister's cat. And it was just oh, like no. it was just so bad, dude. I'm like, I can't I can't understand this. Because my sister, she drew my dogs and it looks fucking spot on, dude. Yeah. I should go get that shit right quick. Yeah, but it's so spot on, bro. And I'm like, how the fuck do you have this ability? And I would not be able to draw this in a million years. I wonder if it's left side, right side brain type shit. I don't it know. I, I need like, to learn more about it. But it's hard with my sister because, like, she's probably the most genetically, you know, similar person to me on Earth. But then it's like, how can she do this and I can't? That that's that, hey, you know what? And let's tap into that right now. Whoa, Great leeway, bro. What you got? How- how could how could me and one of my brothers be so similar genetically but think so differently um you know, it, it kind of blows my mind i know it's experiences but for me i've been through a lot done a lot at my age and i would yeah. like to pass that on down to my little brother but he doesn't think that way because he hasn't had that experiences so I don't know so, how to pass that down. My um, my dad is real big into genealogy, right? And he says that the way kind of your genes are divvied up, so to speak, is 
it's it's kind of like all your your genes and ancestry sort like are in a kind of a big bowl like a soup mm. and when you're born you're taking a scoop out of that so that's like why my sister and i have different percentages of different countries in us even though both our parents are the same yeah okay yeah that makes sense. so what i think might be going on is like if you have a big bowl full of attributes that your parents are giving you your scoop might have had something different than your brother's yeah look at you drawing it out for us dude. i try bro hey. like i'm good with my words dude like what's that movie scooby-doo the live action one the first one <laughs> scooby-dooby-doo yeah like they got that uh that scene where they go down in that pit and it's like all the souls down there mm. yeah that's uh what's the other one like that it's a disney movie i want to say hercules or something yeah, where they dive down in there yeah yeah, but I mean, that's the only way I can kind of make sense of like why siblings especially can be so similar in many regards, but different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess like, it's hard to ask you this question, but since you were in the army uh -oh. and you and you led and you've seen your fair share of older people, younger people and all that, I was in a situation... <clears throat> This past weekend, where I incorrectly tried to lead my brother to the promised land. Uh-oh. And it didn't backfire, but it irritated me because although I tried, I did it in the wrong way. And I did it like I learned in the army. I, I was responsive to people yelling at me during basic training. Like, that's, I mean, you kind of have to be. And it, <laughs> If it you worked don't, a bit. it's going to be shitty, dude. Yeah, it worked a bit. And that. Like when someone's yelling at me, I'm like, damn, what did I do wrong? And are they even in the right? Like those are the first yeah. the first thing is what I do wrong. And I think that's because of the army, uh, obviously. But yeah, it's like you second, immediately think that you're in the wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. Like I, I had to have done something wrong for someone to be yelling at me. Otherwise, there'd be no point in yelling. Like, Logically, they yell they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And then. After that, I'm like, okay, well, were they even in the right? But mm. we talked about this a little bit in the army. The younger generation doesn't respond to that. And maybe it's because they didn't get beaten or had to walk home from school or do anything crazy. But they don't respond to the yelling. What's the alternative and why don't they respond to the yelling? I mean, I'll tackle the first part. Like, why don't they respond to the yelling? It's just a generational thing, man, I think like our people like we respond to yelling right but that might not have worked on our parents generation right like for them it might have been fucking actually getting hit or something yeah ah uh, yeah you know and then it's like okay well what was their parents like or what what did our grandparents respond to it's like yeah. and that might have just been hitting too but i I don't see that as a negative thing, right? Like that people they don't respond to yelling or the yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, dude, yelling is I don't I don't like it. I hate like, it. To me, yelling means that you can't really articulate your argument in a way that that person understands it. And it would therefore yeah. be a failure. You know, what you I'm know I'm a, yeah, I'm going to take a little side side route here and tell a little story. So pop off. Bro. Shout out to Irrational Optimist. 
Shout out to IO, bro. It's unbelievable. Um, I met up with a couple dudes from there, one from Sarasota, one from New York, New Jersey. And um, we went out, went to the beach. We went before the beach. We went to get some coffee. That was awesome. Just sat there. And it was three dudes never met each other before in our lives. And we went straight to the point. It was about religion, about our past, what we're going through. And it was it was unbelievable. It was just like one of these podcasts. That's why I love the group so much. Hell yeah. And then um, we went to the beach. Somehow we walked like three miles down the beach. Then we neither one of us knew. And then when we get to the end, we go to a bar, we sit down, and Jacob, shout out to Jacob, because this dude, the whole time, like he was trying to talk to these girls, there was a group of six girls that walked up. They're all from Pittsburgh, not from Pittsburgh, but they all live in Pittsburgh. And they're occupational therapists going to be doctors. So right away, I'm like, ah, got him in the bag. (laughs) Here we go, bro. I'm like, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a tough one. And this dude, he sauces it up. the The final line was like, "You guys cool if we hang out with you? Like, if not, we'll just sit over there. Like, I, I really don't care. But if I, I would like, you know, we're here. You're right, here. Right like, quick, just hang out. Did you pull a me and assume it's either gonna go great or it's gonna go terribly? No, I assumed terribly right away. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, like those I were assumed, the only two yeah, outcomes. Bro. Yeah, no, I assumed terribly because he turned. It was like. They walked in. He said, y'all look like trouble. And one of the girls oh, that looked like God. the look they gave him, I'm like, oh, dude, you're about to get me what in was trouble. The look? <laughs> hey, y'all like, look like trouble. Yeah. What was their look like? This. Oh, like stone face. Nothing. <laughs> like not even. Not a On to the nothing, next. I'm like, oh, my God. No. And he keeps talking and he talks them up. We end up sitting with them, hanging out with them. Go to the next bar a couple hours later. And yelling came up. They were they were talking about like I don't yell, I hate yelling. She yells the most. She's the loudest. Whatever it was, and I'm like, yelling, yelling doesn't do anything. Yell, <laughs> it really doesn't do anything. If you're getting frustrated to the point where you have to yell, you have the problem. Whoever's yelling has the issue here. And they're all like, I don't yell, blah. I don't yell, I don't yell. And throughout the night, this one chick kept yelling. So I'm like, no, you got. You got some issues. Like <laughs> yelling like how? Like whether it was a joke or whatever it was, it was like a full force yell. Like I don't know if she was joking. I didn't know her well enough to be able to draw that line. I could kind of oh. tell a little bit, but I don't trust nobody, so I was obviously thinking about it the whole time. And I kept bringing up like, "No, look at you yelling. Look at you yelling. <laughs> over like and over being like, loud or like like you know like, like you know what I'm saying?" No, not even being loud. Like, if I, I don't know, dude. It was, it was too loud. It was too loud for your boy's mm. liking. Like I, okay, there was, yeah, no, I got. There you. was a little bit of an aggressive tone behind it. I could tell when you're yelling, just to like make a joke, because I that's what I do. Like if I'm emphasizing a joke, I'll yell. And I grew up in a family where if you're not yelling, no one's listening. So, like, like, like not, not the name yelling. drop, but like a certain someone who was louder than, you know, either of us would have liked mostly. Who? Your ex girlfriend. Okay. Right. Like right. Loud. Similar to that. Yeah. Who we got? Hold up. Who we got in the comments? Oh, shout hello out to from you. Japan, bro. Right. Yeah. I was watching Iron Chef Japan out in Colorado, bro. Shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to Japan. Um, and yeah, it was just. It's like, man, yelling, you don't get anywhere yelling. And then sure enough, that's what I did the other day 
when trying to help my little brother. Like I, I didn't have to oh, yell, but I got so frustrated because he wasn't listening to me. And it was, it's like, I couldn't help you. And you just saying what you're saying over and over again, I still can't help you. So you either need to listen to me so we can figure this out or shut the hell up. Like it's, mm. it's like, like he just wasn't. If, if you don't, to yeah. If you don't, if you don't have the plan and you don't have to figure it out, and you're trying to tell me the plan that won't work, I know it won't work. It's like going into battle and you guys just saying, just go straight down the middle, like just go, like fuck, like D Day, dude, just go, like that's that, that was like, all right, put this, like this doesn't seem like it's gonna work. Let's figure something else out. And it's just go, like no, this. He, he said it again. I'm like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, are you tired? Do you need help? Do I need to lift it? Like, I'm here to help you. And he got upset, said it again. And so I yelled. I'm like, look, man, like, like you're holding this here. I'm here to help. Yeah, and I know you can't pick up this concrete. So I'm here right now to help you figure this out. Right. And I yelled. And I right then is when. He stormed off, walked away, didn't talk to me again. We just left his house. Mm. So I don't know how else it's it's frustration that gets you to the point to yell. And I don't I'm getting a little better with frustration, but I don't know when I hit the cap of frustration how to convey my point. Like I could take a deep breath, but I don't I it still doesn't I still don't feel like I'd be able to convey what I'm trying to tell you. Like, like you don't know. I don't know the other way to say it. Like we're in this situation. I'm frustrated. You're not understanding what I just said. So maybe yelling will make it serious, but that's not, it, it never works. It's funny too. You know? Cause we're all like, Oh, I'm just going to yell. That'll work. And then it never does. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, <laughs> I try to keep like in mind, like the back of my mind. I know that yelling, like you could just take that outcome off the table. Yeah easier said yeah. than done but like when i'm in that situation i just kind of like i try to think of a different way to explain it like what what were you trying to, to you said you were leaving what, to the promised what, land i was yeah i was trying to get him to understand well i've i've been trying to do that but this situation i was tr i was trying to help him out like it was it was just like we were carrying a basketball hoop and some concrete to help him out and I'm here trying to help you out. He's like, just put the basketball hoop up and we can't just put it down. I can't. And my dad steps. He's like, dude, we can't. We can't stand it up. You're it won't work right here. He's like, well, just stand it up. I'm like, if you're going to get frustrated, I'm going to get frustrated. I can't stand it up. So I, if you're tired, I can take over for you. If you can't do it, I can take over for you. Whatever the issue is, we need to talk about it. So that you're not just standing here with the hoop in your hands and end up dropping it on your feet. And we need to talk oh, about it. I mean, I could tell you quickly what I would do in that situation is fucking it. just try and stand it up. And when that doesn't work, you know, uh, show them that it don't work. Then, you know, I mean, sometimes you just have to let people fail. Like people are stubborn ah. and you can't help everyone. Sometimes the, I've seen it. I've done it before. Or like someone has a dumb idea. I tell them it's a dumb idea. And it's like, you know, they're ain't gonna, they're not gonna take my fucking word for it. So let's Go show ahead. them. A, yeah, bro, I'll show them it's a dumb idea. And then when that fails, you know, then we'll work from there. Yeah, the I guess, yeah, that's good in this sense. But when it comes to like the title of this 
helping the younger generation get better. You do need to be calloused a bit when it comes to something like that. But it's also like, look, I know in some situations, take me for an example. When I married married my ex, no one was like, hey, dude, don't do this. They just let me do it. And I couldn't be more thankful for that. I learned so much through it. I don't know what the other path would have been if they said, look, man, take this slower or whatever it would have been. Yeah. It's I find it hard for me now that I've been through these experiences and want to teach them. It's hard for me to convey it to him. And I don't want to step on his toes like, yes, you need to go live your life. I understand that. But at the same time, I just did that. I'm 25. I'm a little older. I've been through more. I'm four years older than you. Like, listen to me. And I, I, I understand like where he's at because I didn't listen to my parents. And I, I'm sure most of our audience can relate to that too. Not being like, you won't listen to your mom or dad. They'll tell you something. You won't listen. And now a year later, I'm like, shit, they, they were right. <laughs> like, I had to learn this shit the hard way. I guess I mean, it's learning the hard way. But it's like, how could we minimize that? How could we minimize the hard way? Like, I, you need hard, hard experiences. But at the same time, I went through some, learned from me. You can learn through, you can learn some other hard experiences. So when you were married, right? Like, did anyone in the shop try to tell you like, this chick might not be it, you know? No, it was more of, like, I think I went to Dilworth, shout out to Dilworth, and said, and said, like, I want to have a kid or something. And I think Rojas too, shout out to Rojas. And I don't, I, I don't think they're like, look, man. Don't have a kid with her. Like they were just like, dude, a kid right now is not a good idea. Mm. And it wasn't even that I like I listened, but it was subtle enough to where I was like, all right, all right. I could see what yeah. you Yeah. Cause you were I so even asked Baca. I asked Baca at one time, like, how do you have a kid? How do you have a family with your wife while out here? What do you look for in a woman? He's like, dude, she needs to be so incredibly strong for you even to have like even a relationship together. She needs to be strong too. And that's when it kind of clicked in my head. Because you were so hard-headed back then, though. Yeah. It's like, if I came up to you and said, you know, Trev, man, I went over there, you know, and, like, interacted with this chick, I just, I don't think she's the one for you, bro. Yeah. Would you, my question, though, is would you have take headed of that advice? I It would have led to introspection, for sure. Yeah? I don't think it would have been like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Just like just like when I was losing all my friends, like no one's willing to come over. No one's willing to hang out. I'm like, all right, here's another sign. <laughs> oh, you know? yeah. It's just it's tough with young people because like, I mean, I had advice given to me when I was young and it's like I should have listened to it, but I didn't. And I think that's just a young people thing, man. It's like young kids don't like being told what to do. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, exactly what they need to do. Yeah, it is like maybe maybe do some reverse psychology because it'd be like, don't look over there. And every single I mean, human in the world's going to look over there. I mean, you know that dude that got kicked out of our shop, bro. How many times did we tell him what to do with his wife and his whole situation? In life? Yeah. Countless. Spent hours and hours trying to help this guy, trying to tell him what to do. And then he just wouldn't do it. And then it's like, well, okay. You know, I think there's a point where you just say, you know, you have to almost let people fail. 
yeah, it just it, how do you come to terms with that? It's it's a little harder for me because I'm talking about family. Yeah. So it's like hard for me to be like, all right, you know, I guess, I mean, you, you could probably have some insight on that too. Like, how do I come to terms with being like, okay, you know, I know okay, this is just, not going to work for you. Yep, just fail. Go ahead. I don't really know, man. I, I'm kind of a calloused individual just in, in general with shit like that. Um, I mean, yeah, we were talking about before the show, like I left my dog in this crate outside fucking all day. My wife got all mad at me. It's like, I didn't feel fucking bad about that at all. And I, I, I kind of think that it's one of those things where if you are in doing something stupid and I give you advice and you don't take it, it's just kind of it. Oh, I hate to say it. Like it is what it is type situation, you know, like yeah. I tried to help that wasn't working. I think the big kind of thing is realizing that like, what is the product of the failure? Right. So like in your situation, if I had, I figured the worst case with her was that she was just going to screw around with other guys, you know? Yeah. But if I figured that she was like going to take your money or something, or I don't even know, man, do something really out of pocket, like kill someone, you know? Yeah. Then I wouldn't have let you failed. Right. But like, I, I don't like to think that I let you fail with that. Like I should have been more vocal and shit, but no, that was just callousing your boy up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of think too, that you got to remember that there's, there's growth in suffering with situations like that. Yeah. It's just hard. Cause I don't want to see like, I don't want to see someone suffer the same way. I, that's why I started the podcast. I don't want to see someone suffer the same way I suffered when I could be here to tell you mm. how I fixed my suffering. Yeah, like but that, I would that type of shit that just like hits me in the heart. Like that. I don't know. Like I want to help so bad. I guess that's like you don't want to see him go through what you had to go through, right? Right. But look at how much more of a better man that you are. That you right from that. It's like the question is, is that something that that can be kind of communicated verbally and not where they have to go through it and suffer more themselves? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think especially with women being young guys, we get so blinded by the pussy that we don't listen to people. And, you know, we just have to learn the hard way sometimes. Yeah, I guess it's the biggest problem when we have like lives at risk, like if I saw him, yeah, like you said, if I saw him like going down a bad path or risking like a, his death or someone else's death, like a path that would lead to his, him taking his life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like then it's like, let's yeah. Go. But even when I was on that path, even when I was on that path though, my like people were trying to tell me what to do and I just didn't listen. Yeah. So I don't. It's a tough question, tough man. It's just road, like, yeah. you know, yeah, with your situation, could that lead to you taking your life? Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot more kind of safeguards to prevent something like that. Like if you had said, um, you know, Kev, I'm really hurting, thinking about trying crystal meth. Then I would not be like, I'm going to tell him no. And if he does it anyway, 
fuck it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, cause that'll ruin your life. There's no upside to that. I would have yeah. fucking went over there and th- flushed down the toilet or something. Yeah. But <laughs> with a breakup, especially like, I think that's unique because there is a lot of heartache and hurt from that. But the upside, once you do kind of rise from the ashes, so to speak, is so much like there's so much upside with going through what you went through, right? Yeah, the lessons learned. Like the lessons learned, like that'll stay with you for your whole life. And it's like, well, in a way, I'm kind of thankful that that happened when you were so young. Yeah. Imagine imagine being 30 years old, being married for 10 years, and then some shit like that happens, you know? Yeah. Then you'd really Yeah, I got Yeah, then yeah. I guess it's also hard cuz I know we think differently. Like that especially the younger generation and us being veterans. I know bottom line, we think differently. There's a whole different thought process to everything compared to when I wasn't in. Oh yeah. So it's hard to, I don't want to say like, look, man, I'm right. But at the same time, I'm like, look, this is what would work best in my eyes. I mean, it's like respecting the other person's experience. The only real kind of comparison I could draw when I was trying to get you kind of open to being religious or at all, it's like the answer to that is not to just tell Trevor to believe in God. Like what's going to help him is showing him how God helps us. And then he'll kind of see that himself and want to pursue it further, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if you tell a young, like young 20 year old, like, Hey, you need to do this or you're going to be fucked up forever. Probably none of them are going to listen. Yeah. You know, it's like, you have to almost show people what, um, their kind of outcome could be, I guess. Yeah. Lead from the front, which would almost be more frustrating for you because you, I think your brother has seen what you went through, right? Yeah. He's the one that answered the phone. Yeah, so in in your mind, it's like, well, shit, he's seen all this. Why is he not listening to me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's hard. It's like I'm in. A, it's a weird position because your boy wants to help, but at the same time, what? Well, without how? getting too detailed, though, is like, is it with the chick that he's with? No, not no, not completely. Um, I will say I do think he's pussy whipped, but that's, I mean, that's nothing not that even we don't all go yet. through. Yeah, you just hit 21. Oh, okay. I mean, everyone who's 21 in a relationship is pussy whipped, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That ain't, that ain't too abnormal. Yeah. And, like, what's your brain not developed as a man until you're, like, 25 anyway? Yeah. But that's another thing. Like, dude, <laughs> like, I got 25. <laughs> Listen to me. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's like with us too. Like I'm 27, right? Like I'm not 10 years older than you, but there still is that generational gap, right? I don't, that's the thing is looking for the smallest generational gap. Me and uh, Riley from IO were just talking about this on Twitter. Jordan, Jordan Peterson could really use a team of what are, what are we? Gen X, whatever it is, the, a team the of our generation are. people. Yeah. Like he could use, he could really use the young kids to help him out with his message. Yeah, so, I think so. And that I think the smaller the generational gap is, the better the conversation could be. I think, yeah, it's it's just you gotta realize too, like people 
younger people think differently than us. Mm -hmm. Like what, what I responded to is not what you're going to respond to. Even us, there's what, two and a half years between us. Like I didn't like, I yelled at you one time. And that was half of the times I yelled at anyone ever in the army, you know, because <laughs> I knew I knew that if I raised my voice to you all the time, it wouldn't it wouldn't fucking mean anything. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, well, when I do, that makes it a lot more effective. I mean, we're talking about it right now, but I just knew that that was not something that I should be. It wasn't a tool I should be using on a regular basis. Yeah. Like, I felt like if I could explain the why to you and like. See, okay, yeah, Trevor responds to goals. If he understands the why behind everything, he works a lot better. That is a lot more effective than yelling at you. I mean, I didn't like fucking raise my voice. I honestly just got pissed off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's when it happens. Like you don't, I don't ever yell just to yell. Like, I, like you said, like I, I, you don't use that tool. You use that tool sparingly. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't use it unless I'm. I've hit my frustration point. So if I extend my frustration point, I use it less, but I have to, I guess I have to be able to convey my, and I said this two years ago, just be able to convey my thoughts better so that you understand them more. And it's like, is your frustration point, you know, where is that for you? It's like after saying it three times and you don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, I think, where we're different is if I say something three times, like, I really don't get frustrated. At that point, I'm kind of automatically like, you know. You don't get it. I mean, yeah, you're not getting it. I need to rephrase it. Or, you know, like, if I, you, like, you can tell when someone understands what you're, like, saying. They're just ignoring it, right? Yeah. Like, if you're not getting it, I'll rephrase it. And if you are getting it, you're just not listening to me, I guess. That's the point where I'm like, all right, dude. Some lessons are only able to be learned the hard way. Yeah, and that's when you let go. Yeah, I guess I need yeah, I need like a let go point. A let go point, yeah. It's like, I mean, you can't harbor resentment at that point either, you know. Like you can't hate your brother for not listening to you. <clears throat> yeah, do your thing. I get like it. He, he's gonna wish in in five years that he listened to you. Yeah, yeah, just like I was saying, like that year after your parents told you something, you're like, damn it, should have listened. <laughs> yeah it's like like you know that like you know that you're you're telling him you know free alpha so to speak in the twitter world. yeah like good info but there's like there's a big forgiveness aspect with that too like i mean you can't really hate him for not being open to it as a young guy i mean i was 18 i thought i fucking knew everything on earth dude yeah i don't what do you think would have helped you understand that you didn't i guess you went through some experience when i was a kid or 18 yeah, like when that? you're 18 yeah i think time is the only thing that'll help that dude so i'm thinking too yeah like your brain is not developed all the way you have had really no life experience most of us when we're 18 19 we have lived in the same town or in the yeah. same area you know like we haven't been out of the country right we don't see what life is actually like we don't realize how money works how property works you know we just don't know enough to know how much we don't know yeah, it's like, yeah, I guess, yeah, so, hit a point where you're like, shit, I don't really know nothing. I mean, you told me, like, if, if I was 19, you told me all of what I know now, I probably wouldn't even believe you then. Yeah. Like, fucking Jason, dude, he told me all this good info, and I was like, what the fuck's this old guy know? You know, I'm, I'm 
18, 19. I I'm know new everything. here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the fucking next generation. I know everything. It's like, well, shit. Uh, of course, I see that he was so right now, but it's just at a, at a young age, I don't think you are really capable of knowing how much you don't know, I guess. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's not really anything wrong with that, I don't think. That's just part of how growing up has been done by everyone. Yeah, I don't, I feel, hmm. feel like it's much more common now but maybe that's just because we have social media and we could see it all over the place so yeah like you, we you're used more to be more open to listening to our elders yeah 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 the whole respect your elders thing i think that i think that's yeah a few kind of parts to that like i think as a society now we don't really respect our elders like we used to well it's hard because when you have everyone in congress and everyone in the government elder you're like all right so elder people don't really know nothing <laughs> Oh, and it don't help too that they are fucking elderly too. Like, yeah, what's no. Joe oh. Biden's fucking eighty? Trump's yeah, what seventy six? Like, yeah, like that. I could see how that would give you a sour taste in your mouth, and it's it's so shitty because you see these people that are old and they're fuckheads, and it's like you kind of assume that the people anyone older than you is stupid too. And it's it's like y'all don't understand. I think yeah. On top of that, we do have the digital age instead now, and they really don't know about that. Like we, that's I think that's what gives us like this false sense of superiority is because we're young, we understand TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and how to make money online, whatever it is. And yeah, like you said, imagine coming home and your dad saying, "Hey man, like my dad's doing it." Like, "Hey man, my TikTok had two thousand views." I'm like, "What the fuck? You know how to do that, dude?" Oh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we you use know? it in such different ways, too. Like how you yeah. use TikTok and Twitter is going to be different from how your brother does. Yeah, um, but that's what I was talking about when we were texting about like uh, adaptability, right? Like boomers, shout out to them, notorious for saying, you know, technology is, is stupid and oh, like refusing to learn it, you know, mm-hmm. and that I think sucks. But our generation is doing a lot better at that. We're doing like the opposite almost. What do you mean? Let's learn. Let's learn as much as we can about technology to make life easier. Yeah. Like we see that it's something different, but it's not going anywhere soon. So it's like, why wouldn't we learn this if that's how the whole world is going to be working here shortly? Yeah. But like, yeah, boomers, like I have a lot, a lot of sympathy for them. You know, they graduate high school, have to go out all to Vietnam, get home and get spat on and shit. Right. But it's like the amount of them that still don't know how emails work. Like my grandpa, shout out to you, G-Pa. I love you. But that dude would get viruses on his computer all the time growing up. Like I'm the millionth customer. I'm going to click on that. And I'm just like, dude. Come on. It's just like you're not open to learning about this kind of stuff at all. Like that. that's really shitty. Yeah. But we're doing better than that. It's not just technology, too. It's like with fucking you or the dude that uh, was super young in our shop. It's like I didn't know really how either of y'all would learn at the time, but I knew that it wasn't being yelled at and being smoked constantly. So then I was like, well, okay, I'll just see what works, you know, just basic trial and error. Yeah, like like we said, use it sparingly. And even like the smoking, you got to have a good reason. I I will respond if it's a good reason. If I fucked up, 
I did something wrong and you want to make me do push-ups, I understand. But it, when you have humans in power, it's not always that way. Oh, geez. yeah. What's that? The Stanford prison experiment, though? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, look, I, I'm able to do that. It's like, I, I was smoked by someone not in the position able to smoke me. Not with the rank. Not in, in our shop? In our shop. Okay. Because he was given the power to do it by someone else and he ran with that shit did his ran name with start with a d yeah oh yeah okay okay and he ran with that shit that's just what it is man like that's just what humans are but like i don't even know like if those people that take the power and are like yes i got the power i don't know if there's any way we could get through to them anyways and the shitty thing too is like that's how he was taught. That's what that's what yeah. leadership looked like to him, you know. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's like a little bit of power. I mean, you really see people like what their true colors are when they get power. It's like how many times someone get promoted to become an NCO in the army and then they just fucking change overnight. Whole ass different person, bro. It's like them kids going to school, coming back home. Yeah, it's like, dude, like it's it's so easy to as an NCO. Like we shit talk so much in the engine shop, right? But it's like, okay, if I'm a, a E5 or a six, and you say some smart shit to me, I could fucking write you up. But I could say whatever I want to you, and you can't yeah. write me up. And it's like, I, I recognized pretty early, thank God, that it was a position where it was so easy to take advantage of people. That I'm like, okay, I gotta really keep keep like a check on myself to know what I'm mm -hmm. like. I did not want to be like the dude that was constantly smoking people, yelling. Like I don't want to be feared, you know. Yeah, who's that? if <clears throat> if you can't come up to me and tell me one of your problems, you failed as a leader. Yeah, yeah, I you think know? that's a, a quote by someone famous. I don't know who it is. But... Yeah, like if. And that I'll tell you real fast, everybody listening. Anyone that had a problem went to KD first. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, no for bullshit. Real, Everyone with a problem. I don't know how he solved the problems or got through them all. But if we had an issue, or if any younger person had an issue, the first person they thought to go tell about that issue to get it resolved was Kevin. And I'll tell you why that was, bro, is because one, I could keep my mouth shut. Because mm -hmm. I, I also knew that other than just being like a good friend, right? If I'm told that you're doing something stupid, Trevor, if you tell me to do something dumb and I don't tell my boss about it, I'm going to get in more trouble than you are. Yeah. So it, it doesn't behoove either of us <laughs> to make this a big deal, right? But yeah. I also knew that most problems require a little bit of line stepping. Yeah. And people are not going to tell you problems if you're just some rule stickler who... And I could actually solve problems too, bro. Like we could actually get shit done. But like y'all wouldn't have done that if I was just blowing up. Like, oh yeah, you know, Kim, uh, this this I shot my fucking, I discharged a firearm when I shouldn't or something, right? And I'm like, oh, gotta call the boss. Yeah, gotta call the. It's a hypothetical. It's in Minecraft anyway. But like, you know, <laughs> oh, I gotta, I gotta call the boss. Gotta call the fucking police department. You know, like. There has to be someone to just be like the buffer because there's so many problems. Like even the bosses liked it, dude. Like they don't know how many problems I settled by just handling it yeah. myself, bro. Yeah. 
And it makes it worse on them because now you're bringing more problems up to them. Like, what there, the, what the fuck's your job then, dude? If you're not helping solve these problems, I got a story. I'm not going to say his name, but there was a soldier who got in trouble, right? And he um he texted me. No, he didn't. He went up to me when I was in the shop. At it was a while ago, but like he fucking I just got your picture, dude. <laughs> but he was all like, "Hey, KD, can you email this lady for my paperwork?" And I'm like, "What paperwork?" He's like, "Just ask her for fucking his name's paperwork." And I'm like, "Oh fuck, okay." <laughs> and, and I I get this fucking email back from this lady, and it's like a fucking inmate booking report, dude. And I'm like, like, what did I get myself into? I figured because I knew this, dude. God bless you, Roy. If you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But like I knew in my head, if I make this a big deal, it'll be a fucking humongous deal. Right. Yeah. And so but I I was also thankful, though, that he could come up to me because anyone else I feel like would have made that a huge deal. But because I didn't make it a big deal, it was it didn't have to be a problem, dude. No. And like I was able to prevent it from being a giant problem because that would have gotten, I mean, you know how the army is, bro. Like one person gets in trouble. Everyone's in trouble. Uh, Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. You're only as great as your weakest link. I mean, I go on the army. That'd be like the the whole, the whole shop is now a huge problem to the whole regiment. Like the fucking dude at the top of the regiment, not even working near us now knows that our shop is a problem. It Bro, puts everyone on the this? map. And yeah. it was so bad. Like, I don't know if I told you. I'm pretty sure I did, bro. But, like, yeah. he had to spend a weekend in the clink. And this guy put in a fucking pass, a four-day pass, <laughs> so he could do it without everyone noticing. And that's what I got the documentation for. And I'm like, oh, like, we're at the finish line already. We're at the <laughs> five-yard line. We just need to do whatever with this form, and then we'll be good, right? But it's like, okay, yeah, make this a big deal. The whole regiment's going to be looking at our shop. And then then for what? So I could say that, oh, you know, I have integrity. It's like, bro, okay, yeah, great great on your integrity. <laughs> yeah. Great on your integrity. But you have no loyalty either. You know what I mean, dude? Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. Like, for me, Congrats. Like, good job, dog. You got some integrity. But yeah. now you have zero loyalty. No one's ever going to talk to you again because you're this – cool big integral and there was one that was big integrity man big integrity man ended up not in our shop no more and there was a reason for that no one's gonna come to you with any problem if you're not solving problems in the army we don't need you no more oh dear i'm telling you every problem i give you and you just relay the problem i could have done that i could (laughs) have went I could have went around your ass and talked to the top guy. Like you're not doing anything for us. It's like the junior guys too. They can fucking make or break your time there. I don't think people realize like as a boss, you need the people under you to be like on your side. Oh yeah. yeah. Like there is so like, even when I would fuck up, you know, or someone would fuck up. Like if we're all on the same like team, it's going to work way better. Mm-hmm. But like, I think people mm-hmm. get that shit confused when they're in a leadership position. Like, Oh, it's, it's me or us versus them. It's like, they could make your life hell if they wanted to, bro. Oh, yeah, real like, quick. Let me not show up to work five days in a row, bro. See what happens dude, to all of us. Because I was fucking a TI. So if, if y'all don't know, Trevor and, and the Army, right? We were working on helicopter engines. Trevor would do the work, and I would sign off on it, make sure it's okay, right? So say I, Trevor wanted to fuck with me. He could do some work. I would sign it off, and then he could just undo it and not write it up. 
And it's like, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm going to get fucked over for that. Yeah. Yep. And it really just. I and it's not like, and especially thing. because like the youngers, the junior enlisted, as they like to call it, don't. Uh, how do I say it? They. They don't give a shit as much as the dude on top because they don't have as much responsibility. They they don't give a shit. So yeah. you have to step that line of helping them give a shit while also not letting the the part where they don't give a fuck affect you. Well, so like, like the more they don't care, the more you're fucked over. That's what yeah. that's why that's why it's it's hurting me watching standing by where I could lead my brother into the promised land and instead i have to sit by and watch him like dude i can help you give a shit like if you just listen to me i'll help you give a shit and your life will be better but like yeah y'all could tell though like i was hurting i'd like to think like you didn't like i, I knew when not to bring a problem up to you <laughs> yeah like it was all like oh you know katie's got enough problems i don't want to bring another one up to him right especially that back then mm -hmm. and if y'all didn't like me though you wouldn't even had that thought because as a young guy, especially in the army, you only have to worry about yourself, right? Like if another guy failed his PT test, no one was asking you, Trevor, why is this dude fucking fat? But it was like me and they bitch at me for it. And it was like, okay, they're not going to know that I'm going through this if I don't communicate it, you know? Yeah. So like, I think that's a big portion of it too, is kind of communicating that you're not a perfect person. And yeah, that. that that is a huge thing because when you hit that level of leadership, the younger people, if you convey that, they will believe it. Like depending on who the person is, like you you never conveyed that, but I knew it. Like it, I don't know, maybe you did. I I while knowing that you weren't perfect, I respected you more. I would say, like I was honest when I'd fuck up or like. Like, I, if I did y'all dirty or something, I would tell you. Like, I would try yeah. not to, of course, right? But if I was just swamped with BS, dude, it was like when you got that speeding ticket. <laughs> Hold up. I got to go take a piss, bro. Can we take fucking two? Yeah. I'm going to get into that story when I come back. Take two. Take two. We'll be right back. <laughs> So the story we're about to get into, I mean, I should probably go to the bathroom too. Shoot. Yeah, we'll be back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, welcome back everybody. 
but yeah though so like when i first got promoted to become an nco right that's like your first leadership rank in the army i was out on leave in colorado and my boss and the number two so i was like the number three on the totem pole in the end shop the number one and number two were both deployed right and so the platoon sergeant who is the engine shop's kind of boss only had me because i was the only one stateside right so i'm driving back from colorado after christmas leave the dude i was talking about earlier with the paperwork he gets in trouble and the boss is like yelling at me on the phone and it's like okay i had been an nco for at that point a month and a half and half of that was on leave and i'm like coming back and then i get back and you know it was like all hell's breaking loose like dude got his fucking cash app hacked Trevor, oh, brother, yeah. Fucking got in a fight with a trash can. Got his face all fucked up. Uh, no. And the <laughs> fucking, I remember, I'll never forget, bro, when you come in, you I think you were going like the dentist or something, and you got a ticket. Mm-hmm. I was going to the dentist on post. And yeah, our platoon sergeant was like the biggest dickhead, dude. It was like nothing you did was right. He would never give you any help, just expect you to know everything. Knew I was an NCO for a half hour at that point. Did not give a shit. Was just up my ass about everything. Like, he didn't help me at all. Like, if you're going to expect me to do all this shit flawlessly, fucking help me out, right? And fucking, yeah, you were like, oh, I got a speeding ticket, Sag. And then we go and tell him. You remember? <laughs> he was all, like, fucking asking me if I counseled you. And I was like, no. He's like, why not? Because I fucking just found out. I dude. literally just walked in. He re- this fucking dude was and, all and like, go ahead, bro. The the biggest thing, and so the reason we even had to tell him, because we were just talking about when to tell people and when not, is because if you get a ticket on post, they send that ticket up to your command, so now your whole command knows about it. And if there's not paperwork letting everyone else know you have a ticket, now they find out a month later that I got a ticket a month ago, and now I'm in deep shit because I didn't tell anybody. So that's why we. I walked in, like I walked in and said, "Hey, Kevin, dude, here's my ticket." She's like, "Like on lunch too, dude. Like this is. I, I just got back. It's like twelve thirty. We're <laughs> like thinking. Kevin, bro, surely nothing horrible is gonna happen. Yeah. So we walked in and like, hey, dude, we got a ticket. What did you counsel him? Like we're at parade rest. Like we're fucking mm-hmm. both of us, both of us, just hands behind our back, ready to get ash chewing. And I ain't done that in a minute. No, and then he asked you like, "Why? Why'd you speed?" Oh yeah, why? Like, I was like who uh, fucking knows. Why does anyone said, do uh, stupid shit? What was my answer? Why? I don't know, Sash. I don't know. You weren't <laughs> late. Yeah, it was like people just fucking speed sometimes, bro. Mm-hmm. It's it's Fort Campbell. Like he even said he was like, "You were going 62. It couldn't have been 58, 59. You were going 62." I'm like, bro, four miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. Bro, hold on. I forgot my fucking pouches, bro. Let me go get them real quick. Oh, no. I know. Hold on. I'll be right back. Shout out to the Zins. Apparently, they don't sponsor anyone. Hey, if you guys got Zin codes, go ahead and set them our way. We'll we'll get some rewards out of them. (laughs) Quite a bit going on in the world today. Cover a little bit more with Kev just to have some fun, but but yeah, though that was the kind of guy where it was like everything was going wrong. He's looking at me like I'm fucking just the biggest piece of shit because I allowed this to happen, you know. 
And it's like, I don't want to fucking tell this dude anything, dude. I really don't. Like, <laughs> I, it was weird because I could, like, I knew that he could help us, right? But I figured he wouldn't be on our side if something did happen. Like, because he fucking, he was a leader that was really only looking out for himself, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, one of our friends that had been there a while told me that he was super close to retirement. So like, it kind of makes sense. Right. But it's like, if you're getting chewed out by the first Sergeant for what our shop is doing, why wouldn't you help me at all? And tell yeah. me what the fuck I should do. Hello. Cause this, I swear to God, bro. Cause it's like, it's just so frustrating. Like you don't give me any of the tools to fucking succeed and just expect me to know everything. And it's like, I think at that point I was like 23, 24, bro. Still mm. wet behind the ears. I'm sorry, bro. That guy, you know, they say like, yeah, you learn more from bad leadership than you do good leadership. Yep. Him and then the other guy, name starts with an, a fucking F that you know. I learned so much from leadership from those mm-hmm. guys, bro. Yeah, I learned the most uh, through through F, man. It's because, <clears throat> I mean, he helped me out, but fuck, dude, like the backstabbing that went on, like even when I first showed up to that place and the rumors were already going around, like, dude, I ain't even, I ain't even been in the shop yet. So if let's go into story time, you know, matter of matter of fact, y'all catch this piece on rumble. Uh Oh, uh Oh, Oh no. All right. I don't know if that helped or not. I don't know if we're now on, not on YouTube anymore. We'll find out sooner or later. We'll see. Go through we'll all see. that. Let's yeah. Yeah, hey, we'll see. We'll see. But what happened was is so we talk about it a little bit. We go through a six week training to get to our unit. And I was going through the six week training, and anyone that knows me knows that I have a rash on my nose that I get. It's called herpes zoster, and it's basically a cold sore on my nose. And I also tend to get it on my eye to the point where my eye closes up and I can't open it when I wake up in the morning. My whole I've had this since I was one, two years old. Never <laughs> knew what it was. They were calling it shingles, and it kind of is a form of shingles, but it's a different. I, I want to say it's a different medication to solve each one. The one that I had, it's a more advanced medication, a more newer one shingles is a little older so two weeks till i graduate from our training i get this on my eye and i think i'm not graduating anymore little did i know i passed everything i needed to i checked all the blocks that i had absolutely had to in order to graduate so those two weeks i called my parents said hey don't show up you don't need to come so now it's just me and my wife my ex-wife at the event and when you go there because in the army, when you get to your first unit, you don't know what the hell you're doing at all. And I mean, good luck. I didn't even have a place to stay. I didn't even have a house. I, that needs to be fixed because that's ridiculous. What the hell is happening? I don't there? even know if you can like, accurately describe that, like how much you I, don't know. You really, you really show up to a new place with zero information and zero help. And so this yeah. is the first time you're getting that extra help. The first time. Your boss shows up and takes you by the hand and say, hey, show up here, do this, and do this. Like, help with the job, the house, like, just learning how to Everything. live as an adult. Because you were what, 19? Yeah, 19, yep. Mm-hmm. So my parents aren't there. It's just me and my ex. 
And I thought it was odd because he came up to me and came up to me while I was with my wife at the time to introduce himself instead of like catching me when I was alone, even like, hey, hey you guys go over here or and whatever. Real, real quick. Yeah. Knowing your wife, she wasn't like in some conservative outfit or was she? Um, I, I want to say no, I should, and whatever. We all know this F guy, bro. It wouldn't matter. And so, yeah, exactly. And it, it even got worse when she was in a conservative outfit. When we went to the, the ball, the night stalker oh, ball, I don't God. know if you've heard that story, but he, he was looking like telling me what to do. It was a quick interaction. He was, he took a peek at my wife because she was right there. And took the next peek, week, bro. I want to say was, that was on a Friday and the next week I show up to work. And I had three, four dudes I've never met before in my life just meet me, say, hey, oh, you're Trevor Blazik, right? Like, how do you say, like, just learning my last name. They just learned my last name. And now the next question they ask is, oh, are you married? You're married, right? I'm like, bro, how the fuck? Yeah, I'm married, man. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I'm a married man. Like, I, at the time, I didn't think about it, but how do y'all know this? Which everyone in the army is married too, so it's not like a strange fucking thing for you to be married. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So even the question was just kind of weird. Turn to find out that Mr. F Man went back after our graduation and told everyone that I was married to a beautiful, attractive woman. So now that's what I walk into. My leader of the whole shot, my first real top dog leader, that was the first thing I walked into, into the army was... Everyone knows that my what that was this that was <clears throat> I'm sorry the third question you're married yes oh is she hot I got that twice twice yeah. out of four I think it was fucking disgusting like, like no 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 like the boss of the engine shop I think we were we were slotted like sixteen to eighteen people right so he's in charge of all of them and he comes back and he's like oh this new guy's wife is hot as shit I'm like what the fuck his wife like are are you married too what <laughs> like. I, I always thought it was a rule, bro, where you just don't talk about dudes' wives. No, you don't talk about wives at all. If they want to bring it up, go ahead. You'll listen. And we we did that multiple times where I'd come in like, oh, she didn't do the fucking dishes. Whatever it was. If yeah. they brought it up, sure, let's talk about it. But I never once came into work and was like, yo, floor last weekend. Like, no, you don't do that. You don't like do that especially with her looks too like that is so over the line and it's like okay you're a private and this 19 a staff sergeant the whole time you're in the army when you're in training a staff sergeant is like the god tier rank bro yep like that is like the 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 epitome of the army so to speak and so you get to this operational unit you think it's some high speed ass you know whatever and the first thing people know about you is you got a hot wife i'm like i'm like what the fuck? It's then the just... next time we end up, it was about a year later, we go to the, the Night Stalker ball. And this dude's just eyeing her down like the whole time. Oh, I'm like, bro, yeah. I got to get out of here. Like, <laughs> like, like with his wife right next to him. And I am her. Like, you know, she noticed too, bro. Oh, yeah. She loved that. She, she probably ate that shit up for breakfast. No, <laughs> not her. Fucking this dude's wife. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did eat it up though. I know. So just just to like circle it all together, that was when I finally realized like this is uh this is weird. Like this is this isn't what it's supposed to be. Through badly toxic environment, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's how I learned about toxicity. And it's 
easier to learn watching someone do it than going through it yourself. It's shitty too, because like you'd think something like that would be just so fucking obvious. Like, like why would you talk about another man's wife, bro? Like, even even the a nineteen-year-old's like, dude's thirty-five. The dude's, dude's wife's thirty like, fucking five. Bro, I've been introduced to guys' wives and I don't fucking talk to him. Like, you over here talking about this man's wife, like, like it's just something to do, man. Like, it, it it's a real show of character, I guess. Like, oh yeah. So yeah, for y'all listening out there, I guess take that, take that as you will. But definitely, but, definitely don't talk about wives. That's but that's like, how you hit home. That's just one of the many lessons you learn from that guy. Just yeah. what not to do. I. I figured I was a pretty good leader in the army and it was almost not exclusively, but 80% of it was, I would just do the opposite of what this guy did <laughs> straight up this guy he, and the other. Yeah. He would bitch at me for nothing. Like he, he helped me one time and I was, I was about to say the one time. Yeah. With the forklift. Yeah. He helped me that one time, but I honestly, I don't think he would have done that if you did that, you know? Yeah. He helped me one time. It was with getting a house and he, it was like I needed someone to just put their foot down and I wasn't doing it. And so yeah. he did it for me. And that was cool because before that, he was just on Craigslist surfing away. So, <laughs> yeah. But my, my point, though, is I'm like, what would he have done that if I wasn't one of the two TIs in that shop? You know, yeah. like, if yeah, I was, if I wasn't oh, as shit. indispensable, yeah. I was. Would he have done that if the fucking yeah. sergeant major of the regiment hadn't seen me? Would he have done that? Like. He he helped us out, but it was only when I think he knew that he would get in trouble if yeah, he didn't. Benefit, like if the benefit, platoon benefits him, like the platoon sergeant would have been like, "Oh, why is your soldier fucking homeless?" You know. And yeah. you know what? Actually, um, I was talking to another man. Uh, yeah. I'll leave his name out of it. You know, I'm big fella, big fella from Hydro. Oh yeah. He just got he just got himself a master's and NASM certified within six months. When his goal was to do it within a year, so text him just asking him like, "Hey man, how did you get your master's? Not how, but I'm struggling. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm struggling to motivate myself." And then we just talked a little bit more. Great conversation. Hopefully, we get him on the podcast. I didn't want to extend it too far because at the end of it, I asked him if he's still there, and he said, "Yeah." This dude has been trying to get out since before I got out. Like, not out of the army. He's been trying to like move on, get a better job, do something greater. And what he said was, you know how it is, man. You don't get help unless it helps them. Oh, and bro. that is the epitome of the leadership in the army. Like, you know what they did to him, too? No, because like, I remember he, when he first tried and the first sergeant said, no, you're not here long enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we're not we're not going to say his name, but he had a degree. And so he could have been an officer. And when he got to the regiment. The first sergeant said, you, you haven't been here long enough to become an officer. Like, you owe the regiment some time. And it's like, that's so fucking stupid, dude. Like, you're putting his... He could be a, a general someday. Yeah. And you're, you're putting that... like, Especially him, bro. Oh, and you're yeah. putting that on hold because of some fake standard that, that y- you kind of grew up with. Like... <laughs> like... It Come was, on, he, man. He told me, and I was just baffled, bro. Like, I already didn't really care for this first sergeant because I knew him a little bit, right? But it's like, okay, when he has power, that's what he does with it. 
that's not a guy that I'm going to bring my problems to. Oh, dude, and then that guy went around asking for help because his son got cancer. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you're the last bracelet I would buy. I'm sorry. Like, I would not put your name anywhere near mine, bro. With no money I didn't give you. But, like, if another guy, <laughs> let's say his first name is John. Call him John, right? You know Shout what I'm talking about. boy. Yeah. But, like, that guy, you could tell he actually cared about you. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially towards the end where, like, I warmed up with him a little bit and he knew who I was a little more. Like, yeah. He, I, I would. That's a guy I would follow into battle. That's what I was saying, bro. Like when I was in ALC, ALC is like where you learn to be a staff sergeant in the army, right? And oh, you're, cool. yeah, you're in this school with everyone that's got a similar MOS. So we were in a class with a bunch of uh, aviation guys, right? But you're all from different units. And I told them, um, it's like before class, we had like a, an opening discussion, right? And I stood up there and I was like, well, when I don't think we should smoke people. I think that's an outdated technique. And I don't think we should do it. And one of the dudes asked me there. He's like, well, how many people have you smoked in your life, Taylor? You mean, like, do you practice what you preach? I'm like, bro, I have not smoked someone. I think one guy, one guy did because I, he was yeah. late and he knew he fucked up. But I did the shit with him, too. And it's like that he knew that he fucked up and he took it like a man. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just pissed off and I'm a smoky, bro. But I told people that and it's like. Well, how do you have a good shop then if you're not smoking people all the time? I guess describe smoking too. Smoking is where I'm trying to physically exhaust you is how I would say it. So yeah, if I was smoking Trevor, I'd make him do push-ups when his muscles failed like that. I would make him, you know, hold a wrench above his head. Just, just shit that makes you tired and fucking exhausted. Make him run to, you know, a quarter mile and back. Just nonsense to try and get you tired, right? And it's like, okay, well, that works if you want to be feared, but... If you want to be respected, that doesn't work. I said, I've smoked one guy in the six and a half years I've been in the army, right? But I, if I told my shop to follow me off a cliff, every single one of them would. Like, mm -hmm. to me, loyalty was probably the most important value that you could kind of have as a platoon, I guess. And yeah. I don't think that you can build a loyal platoon if people are afraid of you or they think that you're not going to actually help them when the chips are down. Yeah, exactly. I'm not coming to you with problems if I know that I'm going to have to do a thousand push-ups because of it. Like, Why why would I want to bring up even the slightest problem, even the smallest problem? Why would I want to bring that up to you? Knowing that if it's my fault or not, I don't know your stance on it. You're not even going to ask my story. I'm going to tell you the problem. And you're going to you're going to immediately assume whatever you want to assume about it. And I'm going to end up doing pushups. Why would I show up and be like, hey, here's a problem. And the immediate assumption too, nine times out of 10 is you fucked up. Yep. Not like, oh, you're a victim of circumstance or you're just young. It's it's such a skewed thing. It's like, oh, you're you're malicious or something mm -hmm. like you meant to fuck up. Like with your traffic ticket or your speeding ticket. You didn't fucking wake up that day and think, oh, how can I get a fucking traffic I'm going to go fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. like fucking wake up like Lightning McQueen. Yeah, it's like, well, okay, people just fuck up sometimes, right? But if you make a humongous deal out of every little thing when it doesn't need to be, people are not going to tell you about their problems. And that always kind of felt like if people don't bring up your like their problems to you, you're just a fucking failure. Bro. Like, what, what are you even there for? Yeah.
Like, oh, your job is to help soldiers, and you do that by making them fear you and not solving their issues. <laughs> Congratulations to you, bro. Yeah, yeah you're doing great. Or, or, you know what pissed me off, dude, is the people that wouldn't practice what they preach. Like the fucking fat guys who would tell you to lose weight. Oh, that was yeah, my dude. right. Or like, li just even like, listen to me. I'm not, I'm going to be way less inclined to listen to you if you're overweight, dog. If you yeah. don't, if you don't look like you take care of yourself, you got fucked up hair, whatever it is. I'm not going to listen to you, man. Like, it's just, it's that simple. If you like Joe Biden, bro, dude can't walk, dude can't breathe, dude can't talk. No one's listening to him. No one. Mm -hmm. Because they see him, they're like, well, it's, I mean, you can't walk. Like, I'm not going to follow in your footsteps when your footsteps are crippled. Oh, bro. Like, yeah. You know the army, too, bro. Like, they do the height and weight. Like, you ever been taped before? No, I never had to do that. Like, how they assess your body fat, right, is like they tape your neck and they tape fucking your belly button right here, right? And it's like you're taking a tape measure around someone. So you can only imagine that'll be different if you or I do it, right? And then there yeah. are times where I would be taped and I'd be like a percent over or something. Worst thing you could ever do in the army, right? But this fucking fat fuck that we had as a boss who got a DUI like half an hour ago would, walk down, in the the car. would walk down the stairs and say, oh, I'm only 18% body fat. I'm like, what the like fucking how, bro? Like it can't be. No, because you know with a tape, bro, you can tape someone with just me and you. So if I'm trying to help you out, I can pull that bitch tight as fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like no, you know too that they're not practicing what they preach. It's like the dude that got fucking like the platoon sergeant that we hated, bro. When uh someone got a DUI and he asked me if it was on his initial counseling not to drink and drive. And I Oh, did he know not to do that? Did he know not to do that? And I was this fucking I should have said it, bro. Like I'll always be pissed off I didn't say it. But I should have said, like, did you know not to drink and drive when you got a DUI, Sarge? Like it's fucking hypocrisy, bro. You're gonna have make me chapter this guy out when nothing's happened legally yet, but you got a DUI? Like ooh. piece of garbage. I'm sorry, bro. Just... So maybe if we chaptered him out, we wouldn't have ended up in that escaping a mental hospital. No, he would have fucking been locked up. You know that guy, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like that is not what <laughs> he needed. But they get so they get so wrapped up in oh, how can I punish this guy and make him feel bad? You know. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I'm sorry, rant, Shit, bro. It's hell, fucking bro. get me ranting about shitty army leaders, bro. Like mm -hmm. the good ones, I learned a lot from like Tim and Chris and all of them. I learned a shit ton from. But and. Just, uh, yeah. Real quick, anybody wanting to hear some more sides to the story, not sides to our story, but army leadership in general, there is a man by the name of Terrence Pop on YouTube. He will be coming on the show at some point. Redonkulous Regiment is his YouTube Redon, um, channels. Yeah, is he actually posted a video 20 hours ago, how to get young men to stop thinking with the little head. He his cool. goal. Good luck. Yeah, his goal is to uh Help end suicides with comedy. That's what he does. So similar, similar vision here. So what do you think about that? Like using fucking like it's what people... I do best, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. And that's I got smoked for that, that shit once, dude. They're like, dude, you you're not yeah, you're not serious enough. 
like there's times to be serious and times not. I'm like, bro, it's 5:30. We're packing up the toolbox. Chew glass. Like we, we all fucking like. No one wants to be here right now, dude. No one. We're just packing yeah. up a toolbox. So I'm gonna crack a joke because this fucking sucks. We've been here for 12 hours. No one wants to be here. We're doing some stupid mundane task. I'm going to laugh about it. I'm going to make other people laugh about it. Because if we're not laughing about it, we're talking about how much it sucks. And sure enough, yeah. I, uh, I'm laughing too much, apparently. I thought about that the other day, too. Like, I'm not not serious enough. And it does bite me in the ass because even, like, with women, I do it with women still. Like, I crack jokes instead of being serious. Like, uh, the six girls we were talking to, I was not serious one bit of any of that conversation. Not necessarily a bit me in the ass. I wasn't trying to sleep with any of them or anything, but the it takes away the seriousness. So now they don't. If I say something seriously, they don't take it as serious as it should be. Oh, yeah, I get that a lot, too. Like, I'll say yeah. some shit sometimes and people will just crack up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I, bro, I've seen a TikTok of Mike Tyson talking about his stand up, bro. And he was like saying fucking. I don't even. It was something serious or something. People are just laughing. Yeah, and it's like, like on one hand, I don't blame them, right? But I, it's just tough, man. I, I definitely though see the point of like comedy in tough situations like that. Like, so like, what else are you gonna do, bro? When we're all in the middle of this 115 degree weather, working on a fucking all black helicopter that burns your skin if you touch it. And I'm going to make a fucking joke about how I have no fingers anymore because I just worked on the engine for two hours. Yeah, you know, everything's like sharp, bro. Like, I, I did that in fucking when we were out in Africa, bro. Like, I got off the helicopter. I'm like, you know, if you close your eyes, this almost feels like Hawaii. <laughs> but what's the alternative, though, if not comedy, right? It's yeah, like, this fucking well, sucks, dude. It's 150 sucks. degrees out here. We're on like, the other end of the world doing God knows what for whatever the hell reason. And we're stuck here. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, like, I ain't going nowhere. I could die at any moment. Like, y'all could chew glass. We had one dude. Shout out to him. But he took his shirt off and was working on the helicopter. I'm like, shit, dude, looking a little fat. How are you fat when you're out here? Some shit like that. Like, <laughs> like dude, I'm not going to just sit here and just suffer. It's just, it's, it's miserable. And it goes for life, too. Like, when we have all this shit going on. The Titan, the Titanic submarine. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's sad about it. Whatever it may be, I don't know if anyone's sad about it anymore. To be honest, it's already a day old. But it's <laughs> like, like how do we not laugh that, at the bro. fact that these dudes are the richest people, willing to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a ticket on a boat that's made of strap scrap parts? Like they went to a, they went to they went to the junkyard and put shit together. Like, how do we not laugh at this, dude? Y'all y'all have one point. $2.5 million to build whatever you want because these guys just paid for it to come on. Like, how, how do we not laugh at this? On top of that, we got the CEO that didn't hire the old white army veteran or Marine. He was a veteran working in this field, like not just some off-the-wall veteran who not led soldiers us. in the battle. Like, no, yeah. this dude worked on submarines. And they chose to hire someone else younger because we don't agree with old white men running shit. Like, sorry, Mr. CEO, that was also on the on the submarine and died. You you dug your own grave, man. Like, well, like how do we not laugh at this shit? This is like, like do you can we like, laugh at this shit so we know not to do this again? When we cross the line, like you said, or like we were saying, 
you you hit a point where you're serious and people don't take you as seriously because you're laughing too much. Well, if we took this seriously, what would we really gain out of it? I mean, do you make PTSD jokes sometimes? Oh, yeah. I do constantly. Like, we'll be at the grocery oh, store yeah. and someone make a loud noise. I'm like, bro, I should just start screaming in a fetal <laughs> position or something, you know? And it's like, okay, I, I could understand why you would think that'd be an inappropriate thing to joke about, right? But if we don't joke about it, what else is there to, to have? A, what, what, what's our other option? Oh, dude, I had one on Twitter that was like, I got th- like 2,000 likes on it. Oh, jeez. Um, it was on something. Said like three names. It was a news feed. It said three names, and an OnlyFans girl commented, "Who, who, and whoer." And I commented, "I can't tell if you're talking about the post or your father." Oh Jesus! <laughs> your father—that's fucking funny. Bro. And I got a response on it uh, from a dude saying, "That's a weird, weird rip with a bio like that." And I'm like. I responded back and got I ratioed him again saying, look, dude, it's my it's my past. I was a veteran and I grew up in a hockey like a hockey scenario. This is just what I do. Like, that's, how, that's how I keep walking through life like this. If I'm not joking, dude, I'm smoking. <laughs> that's uh, like, yeah, you ever tell people like like people have tells almost when they're not doing good. Yeah. It's like if you're not smiling and joking, it's like there's an issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if I'm walking around without a smile, y'all know. Then that's how y'all knew in in the army too. Y'all, you knew that shit. That's how you knew to oh, uh, yeah. reach your hand out. It was the same with me. If I wasn't making some dry ass joke, like you knew I was in the yeah. wrong headspace. Yeah, and I'm not gonna bring a problem to you. <laughs> but it's like joking about tough subjects like that. It makes it kind of easy to digest. Yeah, yeah. It, it brings light to a dark situation. Yeah, I remember seeing a YouTube video years ago. It's like, why is rape funny? And it's like, well, okay, of course you think it's not, right? But uh, at the end of the day, it almost has to be because the alternative is just to sit back and sulk about how horrible it is. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I remember I was at fucking a wedding for my one of my great friends, right? And I uh, I made a joke. Like my wife got up to go to the bathroom or something. And I was like saying to him, I was like, I'm glad she got up. I can finally put these roofies in her drink. And he got so mad about it. Like, I'm <laughs> actually going to roofie my wife. And I'm like, dude, he, he's saying you shouldn't joke about this. I'm like, But this is what makes jokes funny and how you deal with shit is because you're not supposed to joke about them. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like I'm saying shit I probably shouldn't say. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm supposed to be just fucking miserable because this horrible shit happens. Like, fuck that, dude. Yeah, sorry, bro. You have to chew some glass. No, for real, bro. Like, comedy is such an important element to life, and it helps us make sense of things that, you know, are just bad and horrible things happen, but that's a part of life, bro. And I'll hurt, tell you right die. now, the funniest people I know are veterans or in the military. So take that as you will. Those people face the toughest battles, and those are the funniest people. Oh yeah, I will say. And when I wasn't too, laughing know. and smiling, bro, I was I was miserable. And like, don't be afraid to laugh when a vet makes a joke like that, too. Bro. Yeah. Like, if I yeah. crack a PTSD joke, dude, like you, it's you a, better be fucking laughing, bro. It's a joke, bro. Like, yeah, for real, dude. Yeah, like, like if you're not laughing, I'm not hanging out with you anymore. No, like, bro. Like, yeah, I know you, I'm not gonna talk to you. You ain't laughing at my fucking jokes, bro. There's the guy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> if I'm not funny to you, I don't want to be your friend. Yo, it's true, bro. We talk. That... I talk about it with my parents a lot. Hey, thank you for uh, making me funny. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, dude. Yeah. All, like all, because all four of us kids are pretty, pretty damn funny. I was gonna say I've spoken to everyone but your sister, and they're all pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, you get that more from your funny. dad, you reckon? Uh, no. I want to say it's my mom. Oh yeah, I never spoken to her either. Actually, yeah. Yeah. No, my uh, I don't know how she like. She's serious and she goes through her issues and all that, but she, uh, my grandma was definitely really good at it. She uh, was just, the Joker, just fucking like funny shit, dude. Like what? A, what was I, her comedy even, style? Even like, even like, uh, like the pancreatic cancer. She, I guess she was telling she. My mom just told me this. She was bringing up the symptoms of her cancer to the doctor multiple times, like for months and months and months. And he said she had diabetes. And I remember, I remember her coming home saying that she has to focus on her diabetes so she could get better. When she actually the whole, had cancer. the whole time she had cancer instead. She comes home and talks about that at the table and like chuckles it off. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and then I run to my room crying about it. Like, like, I, like me crying about it only brought tears to my mom's eyes. But mm. if I if I looked at that, I was like. And made a joke about it, like we'd be laughing. But that would almost take take the pressure off my mom, knowing that I could join in on the joke. You know? Yeah. I, like looking at looking back now, we would probably do the exact same thing if we were in that situation. Oh right? yeah, dude. If I had cancer and to bring it up to my family, like what the fuck? If I ever that? get cancer, God forbid, I'm gonna start a comedy special, bro. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Uh, it's it's funny, yeah, because like I, I asked the the parent question because I'm I feel like I'm a pretty good mix of both my parents, right? Yeah, like even yeah. my parents, my mom is loud as fuck, and my dad is all quiet and reserved, you know. But he has such like a dry sense of humor, and he's like, it's like he doesn't say much, but when he does, it's the funniest shit you ever heard. Right? <laughs> yeah. But my mom will just she, she can hold a conversation with this fucking water bottle, bro. Yeah. Shout out to your mom. We it's still just, gotta get her on the show. Yo, dude. Shout out to my mom, bro. We'll get her on one of these days, dude. She's the fucking bomb.com, bro. Yeah. But that's 130, bro. We kept our own, dude. Held our own, dude. Yeah, that's what we fucking do, dude. Nah, that's and it, we just we ain't done one in a while, so I figured why not? Let's just hop on and let her rip. Yeah. Me and my dad just been fucking talking about random shit. Another topic we could talk about is the NHL. You probably don't know about this, but the last last year in the NHL, they did a Pride Night, and the only opening gay dude, uh, I want to say his name is Ilya. His first name's Ilya. He's on the uh, Flyers. The one opening gay dude didn't partake in it. So now the NHL solution is to cancel all appreciation nights. There is no hockey fights cancer. There is no military hockey. They the in the warmups they normally wear the jerseys. They aren't wearing the jerseys anymore. Like they're still doing the nights, but in the warmups they're not wearing the jerseys. Because the one gay dude wasn't on board with this pride thing. Yeah. So now because they didn't get him on board with the pride, now they're just you know what? No one, no one, no one's wearing the jerseys anymore. Just is the army like, running that shit, dude? Running what? The NHL, that seems like a fucking uh, uh, yeah. the gay dude didn't like it. We can't have nothing. Else. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's and that's what I was saying. Jordan Peterson tweeted about it, and all the comment sections were saying it was a win. 
I'm like, dude, this wasn't, this isn't a win. We were fine before this situation arrived. Like everyone was happy. Everyone like more than happy to buy a veteran jersey or a veteran shirt, whatever it is. Like I, we lost this battle. This is we lost. <laughs> we did not win this. Yeah, like, I we, heard this that, was fine until this shit popped up. I heard that they were getting rid of like celebratory nights like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like I really don't know about hockey. Like what? What kind it's of just they, they, they wear it before the game? Yeah, like they, it's it's everything. Just like football, soccer, everything. That and they ruin football, soccer, basketball too. So it's no surprise they came into hockey now, but. It's only and also, after. I will say it, it It may not even be the pride movement. It may not be any of that. The NHL commissioner is garbage. Gary Bettman needs to get a new job. Someone needs to fill that man's role. He's horrible. It's just And he's been horrible ever since I've been growing up. He's so been the it, commissioner for that long? Yeah. No, dude. When he first took over, I want to say he. Oh, no, that wasn't. The, that wasn't him. Never mind. But yeah, he's no one in the NHL. Anyone who knows of the NHL and the whole system and everything, everyone is against them. If you talk to them about this dude, that everyone will say this dude stuff. I mean, so. that's that's kind of shitty too, because like if I was gay, I wouldn't want to feel compelled to join this movement. That's know? what I'm saying. Like, isn't this a sign? Like, look, you know, like the only gay dude isn't down to do this. Shouldn't we take this as like, uh, all right, maybe, uh, maybe this one isn't the one. Like, yeah, like I mean, we know a few gay people, bro. Like. They don't, I think, have much in common with the other, you know, letters of the alphabet clan. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was just talking to my mom, too, about that. The LGB, like, they put that shit first on purpose. They do not belong in the, the clan. LGB. Oh, LGB. Yeah. They don't belong in that clan. They, they absolutely ruin their reputation. And I feel sorry for a lot of. The people out there that are LGB. Yeah. I Joe, think hey, it, Joe Exotic being one of them. Joe Exotic? Yeah, no, I started following his Twitter and now he's I guess he's running for 2024. I mean, like, I'm serious. I've seen that trending on Twitter, like LGB without the T. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Like it just for me, dude, like if I was gay, I don't want to be grouped in with other people just because I'm gay. Like, I think, I think most gay people or lesbians, that's just kind of what they are. That's not like a facet really of their personality. And I wouldn't want to be grouped in with that. Like, there's a lot of dis, not disdain, but there's a lot of animosity towards that community. But, you know, people feel animosity from that community too. Yeah. And it's just, I, it's so counterproductive, dude. Like, yeah, I was talking to my parents, like, when it, when does it uh, shift over? When does it end? When does the, because like the civil rights movement, that's still going and all that. But when, when does it end for something like this? And honestly, it might just be when everyone dies off. Well, I mean, you've seen how many people in, in the youngest generation, whatever the hell they're called, are in that community. Yeah. yeah. It's like fucking 30%. 30%. Yeah. Some yeah. crazy shit. Yeah. It's I, I think it's like a call for attention on a lot of people, right? Which really sucks because so my sister is married to a trans man, right? And he's been diagnosed with gender dysphoria. I I could tell it's not a phase with him if I want to like I could tell he actually has gender dysphoria, right? And it's that's who I feel bad for, the people that say, Oh, I'm confused about my body because I'm a teenager and I'm trans now. 
and you know i'm kind of giving the wrong message for what this peep like this movement should be i don't even call it a yeah movement, but like they're yeah, creating it's like one in every yeah. one in every like four thousand a couple years ago were trans like a couple decades ago one in four thousand or one in three thousand no, were, it's were gender dysphoric yeah and it's like dude i'm so, like it's it sucks that you guys are all grouped in the same now because it's it's really not representative it's, yeah that's what it is it would be the same just like uh like if we did a veterans movement just to gain attention like i mean it, we're it, both and, fucking conservative guys like i'm a registered republican but that doesn't mean I believe everything that the Republican Party does or every Republican fucking says. Like, you're, it's the same with race, bro. Like, yeah. people are not a monolith. And I think to kind of treat them as one, it just, it takes away from the, the good ones, I guess. Yeah. I was also, uh, yeah, I was talking to my parents because I've been watching godfather and all that recently oh the godfather the, yeah. the boy's been into the mob mob stuff if you haven't seen the offer on paramount plus it goes it's a docuseries on the making of the godfather and it's not just like them talking over or whatever it's a full production so it's a great series i recommend and the bronx tale just real quick oh yeah i think i'm watching uh godfather 2 tonight oh shit yeah yeah great um, yeah, it's it's awesome. But I was I was thinking about that and then I was thinking about um the African American community. Because what happened with prohibition and the mob is awfully similar to marijuana and the African Americans. And it's no surprise they're just doing it over again. The government's doing it over again. But if they if it was organized, the African Americans, if it was organized and they had like a leader like Al Capone or something. They would be able to turn that shit around. I mean, look what happened with crack in the 80s, bro. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it stinks. Because just like just like the mob, like these guys aren't bad people, and that's what Godfather is about. These dudes aren't bad people. They're about their family. They're about making money, and they want to get out. They want to make their lives better. Like that's, that's what all of us are doing here on Earth, looking to make our lives better for the future generation. Like that's, It's just that simple. Whether it's illegal or not, it's like it's like who who decides it's illegal that's the problem is we we've stemmed so far away from the bible or any any moral guidelines that we're just making up new rules and now we have people suffering because of it because now we were the almighty power i mean it's like if we were growing up in the hood dude we really can't go to college we didn't do well in school what other path is there Ask for us me to make how money? i know yeah you got the military or on the other hand we get surprised when people sell drugs prostitute themselves and it's like dude that's such a entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit like oh yeah selling drugs and everything like that's like it's not easy dude it's not if, if you had a drug dealer from chicago and a harvard mba graduate and I wanted to hire one of them to run my shit, bro. Give oh, me the drug. Oh yeah, all day. Every oh, day, that's bro. a good fucking point. But yeah. that—that's where I'm torn personally, though, because I don't know. Like, I used to think the answer is like decriminalize drugs and shit, and to stop prosecuting people who you know sell them or whatever. But then I look at Portland where they did do that, and it's kind of just a giant hellhole. Yeah. Yeah, but that could still play out. It's still relatively new. 
Yeah, that's true. I just I, I hate to see people locked up for like possession too, bro. Oh, dude. Or like where where the people that are selling the drugs get arrested if you overdose. Yeah. Like that I think is not... fucked. What's no, up? if you're selling no, if you, if you're selling the drugs and they overdose like the Mac Miller thing? Yeah, if I sell you fucking heroin and you overdose and die, I go to jail for murder. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Mac Miller's thing was different, so uh, that's not the best comparison. Like, I think that guy intentionally, they had, like, files of him saying he put fentanyl in it on purpose. Yeah, that's some, true. Some but, crazy shit like that. But, but also, though, true, if you're if you're using hard drugs like that, fentanyl test strips are a dollar. They're fucking free. In a lot yeah, of and on top of that, if you're doing a hard drug, you need, like, you're well aware of the risk. I think I so. I feel like. Yeah. I think I so. Like if, I'm, if I'm doing fucking heroin, there's... Yeah. I'm, I'm accepting the risk that I might die doing it. Yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. But I'm not forcing you to take this. Like you're, you're do, like, it's, yeah, a, you're buying it from me. Yeah. It's a business. It's, it's a it's business. A, thing. Yeah. The transaction is consensual, bro. So I don't yeah. think the answer is like, oh, let's lock people up for that. I mean, even Colorado, bro, like the dispensaries, they have fucking tubs of weed just out on the table there. And all I can think is there are people in jail for this amount of weed. Mm-hmm. And in here, though, it's just out on the table. It's like, and I will say too, like it's like systemic racism. I've opened my eyes up to this a lot more. Yeah. If I were pulled over with the little amount of weed I had on me right now, I have, I think I have a pretty good chance of driving home. But that's, I think the skin color does change a bit. Because like, if you think about it, cops, cops are the same as us going in as a military, like 18, 19, 20 year old dudes just getting into the, this position of power. And the patrol car is the least amount of power. And they're still expressing it like they have this shit ton. You know, I mean, I think in reality, yeah. they do have a shit like the, the street cops. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, can arrest yeah, you, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. But the, even still, that's like the li- like that's the smallest amount of power you get when you're when you just join you know yeah i think yeah it's like a big thing where like they don't have to go to school for that long to become a cop you it's, know? yeah it's a year or two yeah it's cheap but i think there is definitely like a racism component like we've heard i've been pulled over and my story of getting pulled over is a lot differently than our friends like our yeah. black friends like you yeah. heard what happened to him they fucking just picked his ass up and carried him like i don't know if that would happen with me i don't know that story of our friend that got arrested when we were sending him like messages and shit. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. he told us what happened. It's like, yeah, oh, I remember God, now. That's yep. Fucking horrifying, dude. Yeah. Like when I got pulled over, right? The dude saw that I had ammo in my glove box, like a, a box, like 50, 40 cal bullets. Right. And I told him that it was for my gun at the house, but I have it with me in case I need to go somewhere. Right. And he was like, Oh, okay. It's like, well, on one hand, I'm glad that nothing escalated from there, but it was like if I was, you know, darker, would that have been the same outcome? Yeah, I don't know. Look, if you looked less Jewish, dude, people really thought I was Egyptian, bro. I'm like a pretty racially ambiguous guy. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, especially when I get more tan, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there, dude. I'm. Oh yeah, I'm getting some. I'm getting well, you some got. Fun. You got blue eyes. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm blind, blue eyes. You, I can't go nowhere without someone knowing I'm European. You're a perfect Aryan, bro. I'm like that that CIA spy you took the course from. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere I think his name is. Yeah, my boy Bustamante. Yeah, bro. Like a, a brown guy with long hair will blend in anywhere. I, I should reach out to him too. I feel yeah. bad for reaching out to people with a bigger audience. Like we don't deserve to talk to people with a bigger audience that like that big of an audience, you know? Yeah. I'm like I don't want it to that. I don't want it to feel transactional. I feel like I don't know, because when we have a hundred thousand followers and shit, I would want to use that followers to bring up other people. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, that's I think, yeah, you're right. Like you I think you'd have to be a pretty big douche to say yeah. oh, this guy only has two hundred subs. He's not worthy of my time. Like yeah. Like who who the hell are you, bro? Like God's gonna say, Oh, you know, you got two hundred thousand, a million subs. Go right on in. Yeah. Like that I think is fucking pointless, bro. It's the amount of people that Fudge, you help. Bro. Yeah, bro. Fudge. This is a dope stream now, dude. This is a good idea. Yeah, no, I like this. I think we'll uh, start doing these a little more often, just letting it rip. It's cool, yeah. It's because, like, a podcast, like, we're ourselves, but it's just, it's different than just kind of getting on a live stream yeah. and, like, just ripping it, bro. Yeah, it's a lot different. That's what I was thinking when I was uh, setting this up. It's like, you know, we need to sit back and relax like we're just in our own Discord. I mean, this, Let, yeah. we gotta raise awareness, bro. Let people know who we are, what we're about. That's what it is. Shout out to you, though. I'm gonna fuck this up. Coyoto, if I'm mispronouncing that, I apologize. But shout out to you for watching us, bro. Coyoto, cool. Japan. Like, what's it in Japan? Like, fucking nine in oh, the morning. It's gotta maybe? be pretty early, yeah. Hawaii is a five hour earlier than us, so they're probably like eight or nine, dude. Yeah. Oh, earlier? Yeah, so it's... Yeah, shit. So early, hey, so early, hey. Hey, early in the morning. Early morning. Oh, dude, when I was hanging out with those chicks, they played... Uh, what's the song? There's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea. Fucking hate that kid. They, they played the real song. I didn't know there was a real song. What? There's a real song with that cadence and tone. What like We fuck? got... Yeah, the army got that from somewhere. They played it, and they were drinking to it. So, no. like, you, you pass the phone. Yeah, so, like, if I get the hole in the bottom of the sea, you get the frog on a log on the hole in the bottom of the sea, and you have to drink through the whole, like, the whole thing. Pretty I cool game. That was a real song, dude. Like, let that, let that leak into the military, bro. Everybody's wasted. That song, uh, Stan by Eminem. Stan, yeah, rip. My tea's gone cold, I'm wondering. I didn't realize that was an actual song either. What? I didn't realize that was an actual song. That's a separate song. Separate song from what? The Stan one. That that part where that chick's going, my tea's gone cold, I'm wondering why. Oh, that's a separate. Oh, those lyrics are yeah. part of a different song. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. I was, yeah. You know I fuck with those like where it's a, a dude and a chick rapping, bro. Oh, yeah. I, that's It's one of my favorites. That, Amity that, Affliction has a really good one. I might have to send you. Oh, yeah, I'm going to hear that. I was listening to the Ghetto Gospel at the gym, bro. Elton John oh? and Tupac, bro. Hey, hey. Hit him with a little Ghetto Gospel. Those who wish to follow me. <laughs> Shout out to Tupac, bro. Cover. You want to cover some Russian shit real quick, or you want to cut it off? No, we can go for it, dude. I ain't got nowhere to be right now. What is it? The eight, eight helicopters shot down in the past 12 hours? That is fucking remarkable. I think they're trying to say it's a Russian coup. It's not. It's not legit or something like they're trying to scam the Russian population or something like that. Like hey, and now our boy, our boy Ilian Belarus is part of the pot now. Yeah, I heard. Oh no, 
what Putin tried to go over there, and the guy was like, "Yeah, fuck off." Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, Putin, yeah, Belarus dude is is not happy with it all. To leave me out of this, I would say the same shit, dude. Yeah, like, dude, this is not my battle. They destroyed what eight helicopters? He said, "Yeah." Like the group that's doing that, they don't have an air force. Like, yeah, eight helicopters, bro. Sign me up to go over there if they shoot down eight of our aircraft, bro. I would lay yeah, wait no, that whole yeah. fucking. No, that that'd be the most motivated I've been in my life. Do you know why they're all like, why the mercenaries are all like, oh, we don't fuck with Russia no more? Um, I, it's because the death rate in in Russia. I want to say like they're losing so many people, and so I heard. Putin is giving money to the families that are lending them the father. And if they die, they he gives them more money. So I think pe people are now just getting fed up with the whole, like, it's it's been going on for too long. What, I mean, we're almost at a year and a half now, right? I think, yeah. Like, yeah, we're, they've been fighting this war for quite some time now. Like, I think people are just over it. They're done. Like, we're not getting anything out of it. Let them. But at the same, so we don't know because we're Westerners and propaganda and all that. But was it truly an invasion or was it invoked? All that we don't. I don't. I think they don't know over there, and they're starting to believe it, it was a lie and Putin provoked and all that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure. Don't take my word on any of this, but that's what I believe, and that's in, in a mercenary's point of view. That's why I would turn on my leader as well, or, or just maybe like Joey B, bro. They know, and they're just like, this isn't really worth it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, think about it. If we went over there, or we had to do something like that for Joey B, or Joey B got us into some war, some stupid shit on our own soil, I, I, I find it hard to believe that our military wouldn't turn on Joey Joey B. Like you know? if I'm trying to think of an, like a, an equivalency. Like if yeah. if China was trying to put a base in Mexico. Would we just be like, all oh, right, you know, it's been going on for a year and a half. Maybe this isn't really worth it anymore. I, I mean, if if all I think my so because there's so much coming out now, like especially with America. So I don't know. I, I should probably actually look into some Russian media. But I think after like a year and it's just like the Afghanistan shit, Iraq shit, it all caught up to them. And it's like, what are we doing here? Is this really worth the fight? Yeah, I, I think it's just you can only kill so many fathers, husbands, grandfathers before people are just like, you know, fuck it. Let them have it. It's not worth yeah. it. Yeah, like especially especially with them because they're they're not the same culturally, but they're pretty Russian on both sides. I mean, Ukraine was part of the you know? Soviet Union. Now. Yeah, like it's I don't know how we could compare that to America. Maybe Britain attacking Britain. I don't know either, but I mean, I can't like, fault people though for saying, you know, nothing, yeah. nothing seems to be happening, and all of our family members keep dying. It's like, is any outcome worth that? Yeah. Say they win I mean, the war if, tomorrow. Even, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Strategically, like just like a uh, China, you now have like what seventy sixty five percent males in this generation because oh, they China? did probably yeah. I think it's more than that, but yeah. Yeah, it, it's some shit like that. Like the same thing with Russia. It's like what at what point do we realize look, we, we're running not running out of men, but we're losing some great men over there. What is what are we doing? What are we fighting for? Is it, I mean, I 
don't know. I guess I would find it hard to believe that within a year and a half they'd get to that point because that's – I don't know. If we started a new war, wherever the fuck, how long would it take us to get to that point? Like, look, what are we fighting for? Do we really need this? What's the end goal? Like, I mean, it, the shitty thing too, Trevor, is like the people in the Ukraine, are they're, they're thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. How many men do we have to lose before, you know, we just say, fuck this. It's not worth it. it whatever yeah. outcome Russia would bring us is not going to be more severe than all of our men getting killed. Yeah. it's Yeah. And even like the men going to battle. It's like, when do you start losing morale on that front? The men not wanting to go into battle. Just like I, I'll keep comparing it to Joey B coming into office. When he came into office, no one in our regiment was willing to go deploy and shit anymore. Before yeah. that, it was like, dude, when can I deploy next? Where can I go next? When that hit, it was like, all right, fuck this. I'm not going nowhere. Dude, we need you to go somewhere. We don't have anyone else. Dude, fuck that. For what? I remember thinking, yeah, it's like under Trump, like, cause you know, the most common issue that we would have over there is we get balled up and captured, right? I knew that if that happened to me, Trump would send every, the kitchen sink package to come yeah. get my ass, right? But with Joe Biden, it was like, well, okay, suppose he would, right? I don't know if he would, but suppose he did. Could he even manage something like that? Yeah. And maybe that's what's happening is they're losing, losing their faith in uh, Putin. Oh, dude, I, I was telling my dad about this. He was telling me, like, when I was in the army under Trump, right, um, people would come up to him and be like, your son's in the army, you know, after they find out under Trump. And he'd be like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's that's really got to suck to be under oh, Trump. Brother. And it's like, bro, these people are so ignorant. They don't realize how much better it was under this guy because they're yeah. so blinded. Because Even, Dude, when I was first joining, my mom was saying that, like, I don't know. We just got a new president, like. It's iffy. You don't know what could happen. Like, just be sure this is what you want to do. I'm like, fucking, I don't know, Trump. Like, I don't care what other people say. If I was going to do it, this seems like the better time than ever. Well, yeah. And, and it's like, bro, yeah, like I was in under Obama. Like, people don't realize, like, that dude bombed more people than fucking anyone. Oh, yeah. But but he was on Ellen, though. So it's it's whatever, dude. No one cares, right? Yeah. He went on Oprah. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I just. It's what the the shittiest thing is that they had they could have had peace in that country in the Ukraine without a war at all. Mm -hmm. Like that's a and that's that. Hey, tie it back, run it all the way back, bro, with the yelling shit. Like there is a point where you can strictly talk about the issue going on and negotiate the issue, and the oh, point yeah. to where you need to start a war. I don't think they reached in Ukraine. But they once they once Joey B stepped in, all of a sudden they reached that point. Well, I mean, the past four years with Trump, we were good. You know, I heard the ability uh, to talk like Andrew Bustamante right on the podcast. He was saying that one of the reasons that happened is because like the weapons that the U.S. makes, right? The how do I say this? The most prestigious kind of qualification those weapons can have is battle tested. Uh, but ah. they don't they can't get that level that qualification if we're not at war right yeah and so it's like well, okay we're out of afghanistan six months later at another war like you mean to tell me that's a coincidence yeah that's a good point there's it's just there's so much money to be made and people don't like every, care. Every, everybody wants the military grade till they get the military grade <laughs> yeah yeah until yeah I mean, they don't give a fuck bro what it costs you they, you think these people care about yeah. you know 
Ukrainian lives or whatever? Like, heck no, bro. They and care it's, about it's getting to the point where we're like, yeah, now we're in another war and we're trained, like the army's training and we're losing helicopters in training for this bullshit war. Like, what are we, what are we training for, man? I don't know. That's why I got out, bro. Training, training nonstop for a war that we're not fighting at the time, or when we are fighting a war, it's like a, a pointless one for no reason. Or it's, yeah, like endless war. Yeah, how long oh, how long were we in Afghanistan for? 20 years, bro? Yeah, bro. With dads fighting to, alongside their sons. That's how like what the fuck are what, we doing? War in history can a dad and a son fight in the same war, bro. Like on the battlefield together, front lines. That's that's insane, dude. It's that's insane. It's fucking so it's like, could you even do that if you designed a war plan? <laughs> yeah. For it to take <laughs> 25 fucking years, bro. I couldn't do that if I tried. It's just yeah. like, come on. Makes me think, bro, like if I was a Vietnam vet, I would have totally been like one of those anti-war hippies when I came back. Oh, dude. Look at us now, bro. 20... <laughs> we're, yeah, we're... Back then, we're like, we could just take shrooms on the street. It's like, no, did, nothing, did nothing make you more anti-war than being a vet, dude? Yeah. No, that's fast. But people will act like, oh, because you don't want to go with to war with Russia, you're unpatriotic or something. It's like, no, people don't have to die. Yeah. For, for what? For no reason, bro. It's, I don't it's know. Time man. to grow up and just talk. That's why we like. And how the fuck do you do that when you literally cannot? Joe Biden or, literally cannot talk. It's like, so how how do we have that guy leading? Well, it's like if you. Imagine too, though, like Ukraine and Russia want to talk, but they can't because fucking the West won't let them. Mm -hmm. It's like what, dude? Yeah, that's it's just that would really get our shit together, bro. Yeah, for real. Oh man, what uh, what are your hopes for this next election then? I hope a Republican wins. Yeah. I'm That's thinking what I was it'll... telling my dad. If it's anyone blue, I think America will be fed up with it. Yeah, I think what we're seeing now is Joe Biden, they're going to get rid of him. And they're either going to put in probably Gavin Newsom or fucking Michelle Obama, like an absolute wild card. Mm, yeah, that they haven't announced yet. Yeah, yeah. Like Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama, because they're both like Gavin Newsom's making a lot of talk about other states. So I think he's kind of setting himself up to be in that position. I mean, you see they're they're talking more shit about Joe Biden and his son, all that mm -hmm. shit's coming out now. Yep. Um, so I think he'll be getting the boot if they can. You saw the charges dropped on Joe or on Hunter Biden? Oh, he got a plea deal, bro. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck is that? He's a fucking president's son, dude. Don't give a fuck. Uh -huh. That's what I'm saying. They're so blatant with their corruption. They don't give a fuck, bro. No. So I think, yeah, they'll be getting the door, and then Gavin Newsom will be coming in, or Michelle Obama, and then it'll either be Trump or DeSantis. Probably DeSantis, because they're going to find a way to get Trump in jail, bro. Yeah. I don't think DeSantis should be it anyway, so. I don't know, bro. I think he would do a not bad job. It's just. Yeah. He doesn't have the charisma that Trump has, you know. Hey, Trump said it himself. He said, uh, Mr. DeSanctimonium. DeSanctimonious, yeah. That's, yeah, needs a personality transplant. 
he just it's like an it factor thing bro like yeah. trump hasn't trump will announce an, uh, a rally with tonight. five minutes tonight mm -hmm. yeah bro. and then that bitch will have fucking fifty thousand people bro like yeah, people I, I agree people love that guy and i don't think desantis has that kind of i don't see what's stopping him from like he's doing a good job in florida bro like just stay down there until the next election like what's he 45 or some crazy shit mm -hmm. yeah like you got the time, bro. Just stay down there. You're already doing a good job. Like the people of Florida reelected you in a landslide. They clearly like you. Like, just stay down there. I don't and rack up that resume. Yeah. Like, but if Trump does get fucking, you know, I don't know if they could ban him from running entirely, right? Yeah, I don't know anything. But I, I think the more shit that happens to him, the more likely he is to get elected. And you'd be a fool if you didn't think this was all part of their plan or attacked because this dude, I mean, the whole time he wasn't president, they had all this shit happened years ago. So what they kind of try to indict him in 2023 or 2022, 2021 over some fucking paperwork shit, bro. Yeah, like I didn't hear a single bad thing about Trump until he ran for president. Well, that's what I'm saying this year. Yeah. Right. That's what, until well, he ran I mean, again. 2016. Before that, yeah. that's what I'm ran. saying. Now is they're they're bringing shit back from 2017, 18 when he was in office, and they're only bringing it back now. Like y'all didn't think about this shit when he got out of office. You guys are doing it now. For, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's just a more extreme version of what they did before he ran it all. Mm -hmm. Mac Miller had a fucking song called Donald Trump. No one had a bad thing to say until he yep. fucking started running for office, and then it's like. Oh, Orange Hitler. Like, oh, he's been he's been hiding amongst us for the last 60 years. Give me a break, bro. Like, what the what's he like accused of raping some chick, bro? Like, you mean to tell me that Trump of all people back in the 80s or 90s had to bro. rape someone? Give me a break, bro. Chicks are throwing themselves at that man. Mm -hmm. Like, it just it doesn't make sense, but thank God I think it's pretty like transparent. People can see that it's obviously wrong and right? the, yeah now it's if you even look at the dr hotez thing with joe rogan hotez is not getting away with it the shit he's trying to pull oh, what, that's that dude that fucking don't want to debate uh mm -hmm. robert Kennedy yeah now it, the past couple of days he's just been posting like articles from mainstream media and if you go to any of any of his posts on twitter and scroll through it all the comments are dude you're a fraud like we're not listening to you quit standing behind mainstream media all this crazy shit like it's and the dude was getting paid by the government to make the vaccine. So, well, I mean, what gets me, dude, is like the reason he doesn't want to debate Joe Rogan is for the credibility of this, oh, dude, the medical establishment. Right? Like, what are you doing then? Your your job is to tell us. Like, is that <laughs> not your job? Like, you need to convey to us that we're in a health crisis. That's your job. You are the subject matter expert. I'm not going to tell you we're not in a mental health crisis, but. When I look around with my own two eyes, we're not. And like I'm two, not though. seeing hospitals packed and going to the gym, and I see two ambulances because COVID spiked. No, I'm not. I'm not seeing. You got that. a guy with a with, on the bench press with a ventilator in. Dude. Yeah, like I, I, I'm not seeing people dying from this horrific pandemic. Like, I, people aren't seeing it, so we're raising questions. That's how it works, dog. Like well, that's just is that not science right there? Like, come on. And two, though, what credibility does the medical establishment have right now? 
That's the problem. So, like, you should be jumping the gun on every. If you're right, you should be jumping up, trying to regain that credibility. Like, look, man, here are the facts. Here's why we did what we did. It's like, come if, on. If bro. I knew that I could wipe the floor with your ass in a debate, dude, I would have no problem doing it. If I, you yeah, know? if I believed all your points were wrong based on the science that I have done. I would hop on to tell you how you're wrong, why you're wrong. And especially in the position he's in where these people are saying you're wrong. You've been, people have been telling you, Hey man, you're wrong. And now you have the opportunity to one donate $2 million to charity. That's how big the pot is. Million dollars. And now you're turning that down because you believe the science should speak for itself. Okay. No one knows the science. <laughs> Y'all, it's like we were talking about leadership, bro. Like, if, if people don't understand what you're saying, you're not explaining it well enough. Yeah, exactly, dude. Like, if you're wrong, people are going to call you out. If you're not making sense, I'm going to say, dude, this don't make sense. And think that's about when it. you should double down. Or because you're not doubling down, we know you're lying. Think about it like this, too. If there was a podcast with two guys who were devout atheists and they wanted to debate us on the benefits of religion, they say it only hurts people. We say it's beneficial to people, right? I'm going to hop on that bitch as in soon as I can. Fucking heartbeat, dude. In a heartbeat, I would hop on that shit. That's right. The, yeah, the last episode, we had that guy in the comments talking about it. And we we brought up every fucking comment. Because it, it is something we want to help y'all. Like, every we want to help one, what we know we want to help. That's, that's what human nature should be. That's what it feels like it is. We go through shit, and then we want to help other people go through shit. But Maybe they, it's just because that's who I am, but I don't know. But, like, they run from these debates, right, and then try and act holier than thou. You know, we don't want to diminish our credibility. And it's like, you don't have any credibility. Yeah, so you're not like, diminishing anything. The, the, bro, like, I don't know if you listened to the episode with RFK, too. but I he, tried. His voice, man. His voice. And actually, I think he needs to warm it up because, like, 15, 20 minutes in, he was sounding all right. Oh, I don't yeah? know. Do you know what's wrong with it? I think he he's had like a disease or something, bro. That's what I figured. Like he had to get surgery on his vocal cord or something. It's it's an actual disease, but you know, it doesn't make him any easier to listen to. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. It's just ooh, no, I, I no, I'm with you because I put on that podcast and within like three minutes, I'm like, bro, I don't know if I'll make it. But he was yeah. saying, dude, like he's been trying. He's got a book on the real Anthony Fauci that sold a million in three months, and he's he's been trying to debate people on the topic. And on vaccines and on uh, pesticides and all this stuff because he's an environmentalist. Most like first and foremost, that's what he stands for. If you don't know, is he, he's worked his whole life because he, you know he was fishing with his dad as a kid, and now you see less of that because the pools and lakes and all that shit is is toxic. You can't fish in there. There's no fish, so that's what he's kind of set forth to do. And he's been trying to debate these people. One time he was stepping in front of Congress, said, hey, someone's going to show up and be there with you. You'll both get 10 minutes. Then they added another person. There's two people. Hey, now you're going to get eight minutes. Then they added a another person. There's four people on this panel now, and you, you're you one of them. You guys each get six minutes. Six minutes. He said, perfect. That's all I need. He showed up, and all the people are gone. They're not there. What? That He showed up, and they did not show. <sighs> so, all like, these yeah, these people won't debate him. Like he, he's been asking for debates. People aren't re like they aren't debating. And that's the problem. Like I don't know. Maybe it's something new. I don't know when. I that is the heart of science. 
constant debate, constant curiosity. That's what it should be. That's what it means to be in the field of science. My dad will talk about it for hours oh, on end. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's it, it's shut down. Like, I, I don't know. I've never seen two scientists go at it. Maybe that's because the platform of podcasts just came out. But throwing two scientists together and saying, look, settle this shit. Joe Rogan can mediate it, bro. Like if he, he can't fucking do anyone else can. Like he has they, an older episode, yeah, with Brett Weinstein and uh yeah. Jordan Peterson. That's yeah. a good one. That's just but, catch. Like that's I mean, that's why I have a lot of respect for my dad. Like my dad's a pretty left-leaning guy on most issues, right? But he's he's sensical. And he says one of the shit that annoys him about the left is the trust the science crowd. Yeah. Like, isn't science all about questioning? Like why why can we not question this because i've we never don't have... i don't think i've once trusted the science i mean because the anything. science is fucking wrong so many times bro like you can take covid for example they were saying oh trust the science the science told me on the tv that if i got this vaccine i wouldn't catch covid fucking a year later it's like oh well you you will you probably just won't die it's like okay i don't have a problem with science changing it's when y'all come out and say, oh, we know for a fact that yeah. the science tells us this, and then that's not true. I'm about to start calling it Bovid. Bovid? Yeah. So that we don't get taken down. Oh, for real, though. Yeah. yeah. But Buckle like, bit cookies. Like, I know science changes, and so that makes me further just not understand the, oh, we know this for a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when it hasn't been tested. That was a big thing they were talking about is they never tested it. Like they gave the vaccine to everyone without even testing it. Like, what how, the fuck? How do you know this vaccine won't kill people in 50 years? That Well, and what RFK was saying is they were using, there's a good mercury and a bad mercury, and they were using the good one. That's He said he talked to a, a scientist or a COVID guy about it, and that's what he said. Is, there's a good mercury and there's a bad mercury, and you just have to know the difference. It's like what dog? Look at I I've never seen on the periodic table good mercury and bad mercury. There's one mercury, and it's mercury. not good for our body. Well, like, yeah, the next mercury. time at the grocery store, I'll make sure to look out for the good mercury, not the bad. Yeah, mercury. like what the fuck, dude? Come on. But like but yeah, to say though that like oh uh, a layman can't debate these topics. It's like most of the people in the U.S. are not fucking expert scientists, you know? Like, yeah. You might not like it, but you have to be able to under like explain these concepts to people who aren't familiar with them. Yeah. That's just well, going to get us taken off YouTube. Bro. Yeah, whatever. Uh, this actually, this part isn't on YouTube, so oh, okay. I don't know if I have the full thing to put on Rumble, but I'll at least uh, try my best. Shout out to Rumble, bro. I'm super glad we're alive right now. Just doing our podcast thing, like with that option there. Yeah, yeah. Because even I don't know if we're going live. We have to gain a following. I think we need like ten subscribers or something on Rumble. So if y'all listening, please go check us out yeah. on Rumble. Same thing, Mind Over Matter. Because uh, we would like to. I would like to go live on there instead of really anything else. It'll probably be that in Twitch once we can, or that in uh, Twitter once we can. Yeah, we, we just start shouting Rumble out more. Yeah, like tweeting yeah. about and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, ten years ago, there was no alternative to YouTube. Or yeah, Rumble still definitely has their shit they got to work through. I switched. Uh, I was watching Redonkulous, the guy I mentioned earlier, and they switched over to Rumble to talk about some shit. And it wasn't uh, the connection wasn't good. 
Like I don't know what it yeah. was. It was it was perfectly fine on YouTube, but the connection on Rumble was just not not good. So I got some shit to work out. But hey, there's a, there is a plus. I was listening to a Twitter Space today that had like twelve thousand people in it. And maybe that were you listening to the same one as I was? Like I was listening one? to a Russia one with the yeah Russia Mario guy. Yeah, yeah, and there I don't know if it was ten thousand or if there was a hundred thousand, but they did it. They Elon nude. I don't know how the fuck you did it because. That shit worked pretty damn flawlessly, and about a month ago, it was not working for you, boy. So, we'd love to see it making strides. I would like to see a live stream, like, uh, not a live stream, like a video, video reel, almost like YouTube. You could go on, on, and it's just video, 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 video of recommended. We need something like that on, uh, on Twitter for you page, and like, I'm sure there's some back end computer shit he could do to where only the videos get posted to this part or whatever the fuck you know instead of the for you page yeah. sure there's some mainframe shit you can figure out but i mean you know they're working on it hunt the good stuff yeah bro. that's you know, rumble's dude, that's, working on it like oh yeah bro like that's elon musk we love smart it guy, bro working on it we love it it's an exciting time to be alive bro a lot of a lot of especially updates, as bro. a content creator i would say there's no better time to be a content creator amen the brother. fact that such a position even exists i think is a dope is thing. is unbelievable and for me, it just helps me out so much because it just keeps my ideas turning. Like when I'm thinking about something, I'm like, oh, how can I spin that for the podcast? Like the, the Titanic shit. Like what? How could I use this current event to extract mental health issues from it? Yeah, like there's there's a nugget of, of info there. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's just I'm no longer just like going through life listening to some bullshit. Now I have a purpose to listen to the bullshit and put throw a little throw a little spin on it. Yeah, I mean it's you know a dope I mean? thing too because you know if you didn't have the the content creation avenue, you just kind of be consuming all this bad news. Yeah, and that wouldn't really be productive. Yeah, I guess it gives me a little critical thinking aspect to watching the news instead of just watching the news. Instead of you, I mean, you got like my mom and dad. I guess it, it makes me feel better about when I'm watching the news because you got people like my mom and dad who just watch the news and then they talk about it, bitch about it, whatever it is, or get into but, a conversation. But they're not they're taking things at face value too. Like we know yeah. that there's more behind the scenes that's going on. Yeah, I mean they they kind of know. Me and my dad dude, we're fixing up this room right like right across from me behind the camera. Yeah. It's like double the size of this room, throwing in some uh flooring again. And I think I'm gonna make it a studio for me and the pops to just be able to come in, sit down and bool. Like a man cave. Not even I mean, yeah, maybe shit. I mean, y'all, I think dads need that, dude. Like, oh, yeah, dude. My dad's, I think, like 55, I want to say. Yeah, same here. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I think, yeah, especially in the 50s, bro, you need that kind of, like, and when they can talk to us, too, like, we're men. Yeah, imagine being, yeah, imagine being a dad and your whole life, you can't really talk to your son until he grows up to be a man. And now that I am a man, like, you got to cherish that shit. Yeah, and we don't really have men's clubs, you know. Like he was just telling me how his buddy has a little uh, father get together that he hasn't gone to yet. I'm like, dude, you need to go. Oh, he ought to. What the fuck? Yeah, it's just like some yeah. Fifties is a lonely decade. Uh-huh. And that's then need- that's why I ain't leave, man. I saw how lonely they were getting. Yeah, it's like yeah, I know they'd be fine going out and doing their own thing. At the same time, though, yesterday. Like I helped my mom with a bunch of shit. She was cleaning and she like she needed a second hand. My dad had to work. My dad I gotta fix my dad's roof tomorrow. He's not gonna climb up on that roof. He's not oh, gonna for do that shit. You know, like it's it, no, he's it's 
I'm on the second story. You ain't getting up here. Oh. I got to, you know, I got to, what is it? I got to trim trees tomorrow, trim branches that are hanging over the roof. I didn't, I don't want my dad doing that. <laughs> you yeah, know, I was going to say, I went on the roof. My, my parents house is a single story and I went on the roof with my dad. And it's just like, this is kind of sketch, bro. Yeah, dude, I don't want you up here. Let me do this shit. I'll figure it out. At least I can, like, catch myself. And if I'm hanging off the thing, I know I can pull myself up. You know, if I fall and I have to, you know, like, I I, I don't want my dad out there doing that shit. No, it's it, such a great just, feeling, too. Bro, to be able to yeah, no, when my mom came to me, like, we were moving my little brother. and she, He was done. We all came home. He was at his place. We were at ours. My mom was like, dude, I don't know. I don't know how, like, we, we needed you there to do that. Like we, we couldn't have done that without you literally could not have done that same thing with the uh basketball hoop everything i mean shit that that uh that ac part i was telling you i fixed with my dad right mm-hmm. like we i told like we kind of figured out what was wrong with it and he went to the home depot and four really wanted to go see her mom right and i'm like shit i can't like i knew it was frustrating my dad right and i'm like i'm sorry we cannot leave right now like we yeah. have to fix this shit right yeah you know, when you're fixing something, you got to go to the Home Depot. You're always pissed off. He's always over there, bro. And I'm like, this has bothered him. I got to be here to fucking help his ass. Yeah. But, I mean, she was really, like, she understood that, you know. But, I mean, there is no better feeling, I guess, than fucking helping your parents out, dude. Big facts. That's why I ain't leaving, man. And then yesterday, yeah, after cleaning with my mom, we got to watch a couple movies. I'm like, dude, you know they're so pumped about having you there. Too, oh, man. dude. Eating it up. <laughs> Like that's such a fucking good thing for them too, bro. Like, mm-hmm. if you have a good relationship with your parents, I think it's like a remarkably good thing. Dude, yeah. Like, I always bring it up: the Latino family lived the longest. There's a reason because of it. They all stay in, and it, I, I don't know where I heard this from too, but imagine, like, if we, like, the closer your family is, the more chance you have to succeed. If I had right right now, my cousin's in like an hour and a half away. My other cousin's 45 minutes. My brother's two hours. If we all were in the same area, we split an apartment and or split a house and we all save money. And now we all have money to put towards our future. You know what I'm saying? Like the more you're with the like your family, the more you have the chance to succeed. That's why the, look at the Jewish community, bro. Oh, geez. Shout out to the Jews. Yeah. Like yeah. they, they're such a community oriented people. I mean, the Mexicans yeah. too, bro. You see that a lot in Colorado. Like they're just mm-hmm. fucking tight with each other. And I'm like, bro, yeah. how did, how did us white folk miss out on that? You know? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. Got a lot. You don't of see many, uh, you don't see many Hispanic feminists. No, shout out to the fucking Hispanics, bro. They're yeah. a bad conservative. You know what I'm saying? Like they, you don't see many of that. And yeah. then they recognize mm. effort too. Like when I speak Spanish to Flora's mom, bro, she eats that shit up, bro. Oh yeah, how about my text? I showed her that. Yeah. I showed Flora's mom that shit, dude. She was like, "This is some funny shit." She said it's better than I would have said it in English. Mmm, bang. Good to go. Good to yes! go, bro. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I feel kind of stupid when I speak Spanish because I know it's you know not correct. But fucking her mom is like, dude, even the just trying, it's like. Mm-hmm. Like she knows that I'm not comfortable because she doesn't feel comfortable speaking English, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, fuck, I'll try. Like y'all, yeah, I ain't yeah, going nowhere, bro. Y'all know me for ten years, dude. If I was going I... somewhere, I'd have left already. <laughs> yeah, you have to get along with me. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Shout out, shout out to the moms. Oh, shout out to all the moms, bro. Like, yeah, her grandma too, bro. I I told her I got this Duolingo app. I'm gonna try and learn Spanish more. 
Look at him. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, yeah, y'all will have to kind of speak slowly around me because they speak fast as fuck. Man. Yeah, no, it's it's like you gotta learn you gotta learn a certain vocabulary so you can piece out the sentences. You're not yeah. gonna catch every sentence, bro. You, you'll never catch every word in a sentence. I think, yeah, yeah, really, like, do you really need to? Like if you're talking about the the grocery store dinner or something. You know, yeah. you can, like you I, can yeah. for a while. Get you some get you some context clues, bro. It's like Spanish. The word for like porque, it's like because and why are the same word. Yeah, porque. No, but but por space k is is because and porque is why. Like there's a that you know what I'm saying? Like that's nuts. Yeah, it's and it's like it literally translates to for what. But it's like that means why and because like, OK, I kind of understand that with the it meaning for what, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just context clues and it's not easy when like Flora's grandma, bro, she's kind of hard to understand. She sounds like, hola, Kevin. Like, hola, I love the woman, dude. She's phenomenal. It's just kind of difficult to understand her. <laughs> and, and I, she was like telling me what to say, like some shit in Spanish, like a word or something. And I'm like, bro, I don't know if my white mouth can move like that. <laughs> it's like fucking her mom when she tries to say, my Walmart. tongue don't do that. What, what, what yeah, mom, say, what, 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 no, she says, Walmart. Yeah. Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I don't know if my fucking mouth even Frank, like Frank used to throw some extra S's in there. Yeah. Yeah. They love doing that. It's like, is that how we sound in Spanish? Like, shit, like, as long as you can my, understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I understand you. I don't give a shit. And it, just like uh, her mom, I think it's funny. Yeah. Like when he says is instead of was or some shit. I mean, the fuck this a, is. It's such like a big sign of respect, too, I think, for people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I've seen, a, it was this, I, it was last night. It was a YouTube short. And it was this dude going to like this African ass supermarket. And he starts speaking the language. And like before they were kind of cold to him. But after he said some like one sentence in their language, they love this guy, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, I guarantee you he butchered whatever the fuck he was trying to say. But he made the effort so they appreciate it. And they, yeah, and they might understand a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But all right, we'll end it there, fellas. Ladies and gents. Thank you all for tuning in. We had a blast with it. We'll be doing more. Sad part is, is it takes hours and hours to edit some of this shit. Like, if I wanted to get clips out of this, I don't know how long it would take me even. I want to look at Adobe from here, bro. See what's up with that. Takes so damn long, dude. But I got a couple that we could try and do. But we'll catch y'all next time. We'll, uh, we got to get a schedule going is what we got to do. Yeah, we'll make something happen, dude. But peace out.